Hello, dolls. The 700 Tapes podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. They don't own the rights to any of the clips they're going to be using on this program. As always, the 700 Tapes podcast is going to contain adult language and adult humor. If you're easily offended, please stop listening now. You know, I was up for the part of Janine and Ghostbusters, but they gave it to that dirty slut Annie Potts instead. I'll never forgive her. We went to grade school together. We was in a competition of how many guys we could get. She's still mad because I won. What do you mean that's all you wanted me to say? I'm getting off the mic. I said I'm getting off. You can help me out, because I ain't made out of glass, baby. In 2019, Jasperino purchased 700 tapes at a yard sale for $35. He promptly moved them to a safe house deep in the outlands of the Arizona desert. If you're into nostalgia, and if you like VHS, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to the 700 Tapes Podcast. I think he can hear you, Ray. Don't move. It won't hurt you. I am Vince. Vince Clortho, key master of Gozer. Volcus Sildrawar, Lord of the Sebulia. Are you the gatekeeper? Hey, he pulls the wagon. I make the deals. You want to ride? Wait for the sign. Then all prisoners will be released. You will perish in flame! You are not the gatekeeper! What an asshole. Gozer the Gozerian. Good evening. As a duly designated representative of the city, county, and state of New York, I order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or to the nearest convenient parallel dimension. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Are you a god? No. Then... Ray, when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes!
What's up, freaks and weirdos? It's that time again. Who are you going to call? The 700 Chase Podcast. That's who. Welcome to the 700 Chase Podcast. I am your host, Jasperino. Joined as always by the man, the myth, the legend, the man who ride in here on two wheels if you got it. Hitting the switches. Hitting them corners and them lolos, girl. <laughs> Mr. Roman Alvarado. Woo! How you doing, brother? Fucking great in yourself. He ain't afraid of no ghosts. Nah, hell no. Hell no. But I do acknowledge them. I'm doing good. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Sometimes that's all they want. Yeah. Yeah. This is a very special occasion on the 700 Taste Podcast. Mm-hmm. This is our 40th episode. Oh. 4-0. E-40. E-40. Hell yeah. 40. Hell yeah. Funny thing is, we were, you know, was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? I was yesterday. Yeah. We were, we were so, talking yeah. about it and you were like, we're going to do 40 tomorrow. And I yep. was like, damn. Damn. I ain't afraid of no 40. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Alright, we are coming to you from the Outlands of Arizona, where it's goddamn hot. Damn right. A.K.A. The Devil's Taint. Oh, shit. A.K.A. Hot. Hot. (laughs) A.K.A. (laughs) Shit. Probably Chris Rock. (laughs) A.K.A. Dude, okay. I went to Circle K earlier, so Uh the Circle K is not even a mile from my house. Right. I went to Circle. You know where it's at? Mm-hmm. Right there on the corner. I went to Circle K earlier. You footed it? No. Nah. Oh, I was about to oh, say you hoofed it. Oh I shit! It. No fucking way. Shit! I didn't want to get in my truck and drive. I knew the AC wasn't gonna be cold till I got there. Right. From my house to Circle K. By the time I got there, I took my keys out of the ignition and they burned my hand. Wow. It is 1:13 today. In the outlands of Arizona, the uh, the zombies, the mutated, radiated zombies, are dead and rotting right. in the desert. But when it rains, mm-hmm. they start walking around again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except by Romans looking disgusting, he knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Running from mutant insectoids, irradiated giant lizards. All controlled atomic ghosts that we gotta hit with our proton packs, but we never cross the streams. Right. For our robot lizard overlords, pleasure. How you guys doing out there? We are bringing you the freshest in VHS reviews. We are a VHS only podcast. Every movie we review is reviewed in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm distracted by because I love this song. Right, and I'm trying about to all sing the it. actors at the end of the mo- at the video. If you oh. see the video, mm-hmm. Chevy Chase is in it. John Candy, like all kinds of yeah actors. But uh, every VHS that we review is watched on the VCR right in front of me, underneath my monitor. We don't do any uh, live streaming or HBO Max. Hoodoo, Voodoo, You Do, uh, Netflix, and Chill. We don't Netflix and Chill here. Mm-mm. 
we uh we're be kind rewind and you'll be high <laughs> damn son damn that's what she said damn yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway so i'm gonna um get this out of the way early since this is our 40th episode i got a little something special for you okay okay i mentioned i went to circle k earlier right right i went and got some 40s oh dog dog <laughs> so that's one for you <laughs> Shit. <laughs> we got the we got the forty of Mickey's. Oh boy. And we're gonna drink these while we podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 throw it back for my yeah, yeah. I might pour some of it out for my homies. <laughs> I'ma pour it out right in my mouth. <laughs> but to uh that's what she said. Oh, oh shit. Twofer to quote my uh one of my favorite people ever last. But only if it's Mickey's. I never wear no dickies. I only wear the Levi's. My whole family cries. The mm. house of pain is in effect, y'all. But since we're drinking this, I thought it was only fitting. Hey! And we have proper music to drink our 40s with. <laughs> this, is, this is definitely tight. Much overdue, dog. One, two, three into the folks. Roma Navarrado, Jeff Reno at the, the dope. Yeah, we're gonna play this while we drink our 40s. This is going out to you guys in Damn the Outlands right. of Arizona, Damn wherever right. you're listening, anywhere you find your favorite podcast, you will find us laying it down, keeping it real, bringing you the freshest in VHS review. And that's real deal, holy feet. Right. Goddamn, that's good. Yeah. I ain't had Mickey's in a while. Look, the funny thing is, the last time I had a Mickey's, I was fucking young, young. You know, so I was like, this shit tastes terrible. The funny thing is, I just hit this right now and was like, it's good. good. Damn, yeah. this shit good. Straight malt liquor for your ass. <laughs> Yo, like, I'm looking at this motherfucker like, Right. All right, it is definitely a hell of an occasion. Hey, this yeah, this is definitely like the funny thing is, you can tell when certain things are kind of on, you know constantly getting in the way, right? And then we get on the fucking mics, and this like it seems like all that shit fucking fades away, bro. All right, how long did it take us to get here, man? Two weeks, yes. We've been we've been planning this shit for two weeks. For sure. It's either Roman or me or both of us. I texted you at one point and I said, fuck, dude, I am so busy. And you texted back, me too. <laughs> no, like, like seriously, that's how you know our life is picked up. Right. Simultaneously. It's right. not like it's just me or it's you. It's both of us. Yep. Man. You're in a new crib? Man, new, whole new crib, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's, it's, this is definitely home. Right. You know, like, I don't, I don't, that's good. I don't know if people understand the magnitude right of getting to a place to where you can just you know because it, it seems like it's been like in these last two weeks like again if it's not my schedule it's your schedule yep. if it's not both of our schedules it's something that is just you've seen me almost every day yes at the shop so that means i'm busy so it is it has been one of those things where it's like shit but now that we're here yep Man, we're gonna burn this bitch down. Hell yeah. We got <laughs> and we got more special shit coming in this episode. Hell yeah. I haven't even, I haven't even got close to it yet. So 
Hell yeah. <laughs> Roman got a mouthful of fork. Right, I was like, oh! And he's got his hands in the air, and he's waving them like he just don't Like, this is, this is such a 90s vibe right now. Hell yeah, it is. Like, we just fucking vibing. This shit is tight, bro. Like, this was like... This was supposed to happen today. Yep. Because we look because everything happens for a reason the way it's supposed to. When we weren't so, we didn't get to record last Sunday. Yep. So we were gonna record on Monday. Yep. Which was the actual day that Ghostbusters was released. Which would have been really really dope. But it's just it's just been one of those. You know what else we missed though? What what else? Either that day or the day before after. I can't remember. Was National VHS Day? Oh shit. We missed that too. But you know what? On the 700 Tapes Podcast, every motherfucking day is VHS day. Yeah. And it ain't never tapes over. is the podcast that pays me. Hey. <laughs> hey. Nah, but this shit is definitely, like, this is fucking badass. And now we're just going to chill to the next episode. Yeah. So, I'm going to touch more on this later, but we're kicking off our summer movie series, mm-hmm. which is going to be fucking amazing. And uh, but first, there's a couple things I want to talk about, like the fact that I forgot that I was playing this straight off YouTube and it wasn't a recording. So fuck you, Discover Card. Ooh, let me ride the next. Let me ride. Yeah, special hip hop episode. Damn. Just to let it roll all the way through. Damn. Damn. Oh, so like choice. I have a uh, Sirius in my car, right? So yeah. like I'll, I'll put it on the old school station and just be bumping. Badass, dude. Road just bumping. got that. I'm about to put it in my truck yeah, too. Yeah, it it like it's fucking. So somebody gave me a, a three month subscription. Oh, it was Groupon. Yep. I bought something off Groupon. Okay. And they gave me a three month subscription for free, right? And I think after it's like eight bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Yeah, some shit like that. Yeah. It's not even expensive. Hell yeah. My fuck yeah. Rose got in the car. She just got in the car this weekend, and we're going to get into my truck as part of her package. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh, yeah, because you do the family package or yep, whatever. Yep. And then, uh, I, uh, yeah, we were listening to Howard Stern yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard Howard in wow, a long time. No, but just so. the, because you, you got to think, you can listen to fucking whatever. Right. If you want to listen to, like, folklore music, yeah. they got a fucking I always station. Liked, uh, I always liked Octane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was, was like I was the clicking hardcore through. station. Mm-hmm. I always liked that. And then, um, the highway it was a good country station, but yeah, the oldies hip hop station. So it's good shit. And There's have, a whole Tupac station right now. Uh, it's it's 104 for uh, I think uh, like Music History Month or something like that. Oh. So there's that, and then look, I like listening to the fucking comedian radio stations and shit. Right. Oh Those my are gosh, funny. like fucking just driving down the road, you know, Jeff Dunham comes on. You're like, yep. oh shit, you know, fucking he got his hand up up its ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, it is definitely one of those things. You're like, oh, this is nice, right? This is, you know, that, and it allows you to discover new music. Yep. So I'm, I'm like, fuck yeah. But the oldie stations, I fuck with it. Like the other day, I was listening to uh, <coughs> like seventies music. Yeah, hell yeah. So. I was like, hell yeah. I know you little, won't leave me, little, little Parliament, but I refuse to oh, let you shit. go. Uh. If I have to beg and plead uh, for your sympathy, I don't mind, because you mean that much to me. <laughs> Man, he, only, he ain't even a quarter into his 40 yet, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a good episode. Oh, yeah, for shizzle. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Um, so, I know, uh, so I watched a few things this week, 
mm-hmm. kind of in preparation for this, but I know you mm-hmm. caught up on Army of the Dead. Yes. And I know you, we had some, we already had a discussion about it, which I kept thinking the whole time, we need to shut the fuck up and wait till we're on the mics. No, but, fuck that. Yeah. Because I'm going to reiterate it. very strong opinions. And I just want to, I just want to point out that. Roman's opinions do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Seven Hundred Taste <laughs> Podcast or Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. And go. All right. So, hey, Roman, what'd you think of Army of the Dead? <laughs> <laughs> well, since you brought it up, <laughs> you know what really chaps my hide? <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, I was... Um, for for that to be like the follow up of Go ahead, I dare you. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so one of Aunt the kids Janet. just walked Aunt in. Janet. <laughs> oh, by the way, big up Stan Janet for doing our intro. Right, 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 right. She was almost up for Janine and Ghostbusters. And Man, she did the casting couch thing and everything, and it still didn't work. I think that's what got her off the movie. It was like, oh god, she was she, instead of Ghostbusters, she was in Ghost Thrusters. Oh shit! Yeah, that's yeah. another that's another new thing we're going to do right now in a few <laughs> minutes. But I digress. So anyway, back to Army of the Dead. Yes. Um, for this to be his Zack Snyder's. Oh yeah. For this to be his zombie movie after Dawn of the Dead. Uh huh. So I remember reading That's just a the high bar. That yes, is a high bar. very fucking high. I remember reading the synopsis of what it is, and I'm like, "This is a zombie movie money heist." Yep. How? Dust till dawn two. I'm like, how the fuck? Okay, so expectations are low. They're oh, definitely low. The Sammies have arrived. Oh shit! The a- the ice cream Sammies. The ice cream sandwiches. Thank you, bro. Also, look, 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 look! This, this how you do. Yep. Bye, yeah. You gotta split it up. Mm. And you gotta mm. even faster this ice cream. Right. And my milk. Right, especially, you, with, especially with these. We show, we show, show enough appreciation. Yeah, you're on. You're, you want to say hi to say hi to everybody. She was about to talk shit to somebody. She's like, did you know? Hide all you tape heads out there. Mm -hmm. Did you hear that? That She's going to say some shit about Jeff Mm -hmm. probably. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. That's called good stuff right there. Mm -hmm. I feel goodness. We are live. I feel good five. And it's fucking hot. Yeah, we were just talking about that. It's hotter than a motherfucker. And you're right. Leather seats suck. Yeah, did you leave some skin on your leather seats? Oh, no. Only thing that's the better part about having leather seats in the summertime is it doesn't hold sass. You know what sass is? That's sweaty ass. <laughs> sweaty ass, I promise you. Because either way, you're going to sweat. We call it swamp ass. Swamp ass, I'm trying to tell you. So that gets stuck into your seats in that cloth. Ew. And then out of nowhere, you're like, what is, that, what is that funk? That, it's it's funk. Time. You're on that Febreze car spray commercial. Man, it's that or I tried to auto ban out my shit one time and it smelled like auto ban shit. It was like, ugh, this Odo is ban, terrible. Auto ban, I thought they tried him for terrorism. Ha ha! Ha ha! Will Smith on that one. Ha ha! We're eating ice cream. We're drinking some 40s. Right. We got Roe on the mic. What would? We don't give a fuck. What would? She's like, hi. Hi. <laughs> 
Woohoo! Have a good podcast. Thank you, baby. For shizzle. So, Roll, ladies and gentlemen. So she's gonna text him when she leaves. Yep. Um, but Army of the Dead, that's being the follow-up zombie movie of Zack Snyder's Dawn. I was like, okay, so zombies and money. I don't even see how those mix, but whatever. Let's just go for it. Maybe it's just gonna be an entertaining movie. Fuck no. This is where we differ. Fuck no. Because I did find it entertaining. There was just too many plot holes. They were they were just too glaring at that. <laughs> like seriously, like I tried to I I tried to like be into it. Dave Bautista can't act or shit. Oh hell no! <laughs> like the only the only good actor in the movie is uh I think is what Hakeem Warwick or Hardwick or whatever yeah. dude from Power. Fuck him. Dude from Power, the black dude from Power. Other than that, everybody else is trash. Yeah. And then like the little subplots. Of, like, my daughter, blah, 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 shit. Oh. His daughter was the worst character in the whole thing. I hated her so bad. And I hated that they were trying to make it funny. I didn't know when it was supposed to be funny and when it wasn't supposed to be funny. When it was funny, but it wasn't supposed to be? Yeah, like, it was, like, unbalanced. Like, I was not... I wasn't a fan. Like, at all. Besides the zombie queen. She oh was bad. God, the zombie, zombie queen. queen. And, look, I and the tiger she was pretty me. dope. But tiger was cool. I think, again, it was stupid, too. I understand why you have a tiger. It's Vegas. I get mm-hmm. it. Fried and Roy. Mm-hmm. You know, RIP to both of them. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they both died. I don't know. They were both dead. Yeah. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Siegfried was the one out of the duo that still lived. Mm-hmm. He just died, I think, past year. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. It's like Millie Vanilli. <laughs> He's talking about them in their career. <laughs> both. They're both dead, too. What? I think they both killed themselves. Girl, you know it's true. Damn. Damn. I don't know when you'd kill himself. Damn. So, my take on Army. Yeah, so I was going to say, what is your take? I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was mindless entertainment. I knew it was Zack Snyder, so we were going to get lots of slow motion shots. (laughs) Man. (laughs) Man. For sure. But, taking it for what it was, it was all right. The zombie queen kind of nailed it for me. I'm dude. I haven't been into an undead chick like that since Return of the Living Dead three. Wow. All right. That's and the, all I got to say. The crazy thing is, like, I, like when I was watching, I was like, some it kind of strikes a chord somewhere because, as fictitious as it is, fake tits. It tits-tits? seems that was that was the beginning. Of it seems real, like credits the fake tits. It hit me somewhere. I was like, oh. It was kind of scary. She was definitely kind of like her body movement, and like, like I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, it got me too. It wasn't fear. Mm. <laughs> ah. Ah. It's like shit. Nah, but yeah, I can't even say I'd like. I wouldn't watch it again. I would. Wouldn't watch. I'd it watch again. it again. I probably will because not everybody in this house has seen it. And somebody's gonna want to watch it with me at some point. I'll watch it again. It's alright. But it's a zombie movie, so there's certain things with almost every zombie movie you can count on. There's tropes. Mm-hmm. One of the tropes being there's going to be plot holes. Every bad decision that can be made will be made. Mm-hmm. And there will be one person, one person, that gets bit and hides it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And ends up fucking everybody up over it. For sure. Always. For sure. Every zombie movie. So, Yeah. 
I kind of felt like the uh, the plot was a little ridiculous because if indeed it was a lab created zombie, mm-hmm. they could just made another one. Right. Not only that, like you know, when we were talking at the shop, like all of this started because a guy was getting head. Right. And who the fuck does that? Learn how to fucking ride dirty, goddammit. Look, the crazy thing is, I can't. I'm like, nah, I'll kill us both, so we're not going to do this. Well, everybody knows. <laughs> driving. When that's happening <laughs> while you're driving, you don't fucking throw your head back and close your eyes. That's stupid. Keep your eyes on the road. Be a responsible fucking adult. Get ahead. Get ahead. Get ahead <laughs> get, in life. Get ahead. <laughs> ride dirty. Get your blowjob while you're driving. Watch the fucking road. Be Look, responsible. The funny thing is, like... This, this public service announcement has been brought to you by the 700 Taste Podcast and Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Like, it's happened to me before, right? So right. A couple different times. Right. And, like, this... I love... The last time... Things. Last time it happened, I was driving, like, five miles an hour, and we still really? almost crashed. What the fuck? Right hand to God. I'm not trying to tell I'm not back. Oh, never mind. I, <laughs> I come down that 347 pretty fast, no matter what's going on. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Cheers to that motherfucker. Hell yeah. There we go. Clang. <laughs> All right. Talk about nut busters. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Jasperino. <laughs> I'm not going to call <laughs> But <laughs> some, somebody else might. <laughs> nut busters. All right. So I was going to save this for later, but let's go ahead and do this now. Fuck it. I got a new segment on the program. Okay. I got to go to YouTube here real quick, so it's going to be fucked up. I should have recorded this, but I wanted you to watch it in real time with me. Gotcha. I'm eating my other ice cream sandwich. Okay. I I still don't have Let's a solid name. The lobby. I don't have a solid name for this yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to call it something like 700 Tapes. Rule 34 or something. like. Mm. Do you know Rule 34? Mm-mm. Is that what, what, what breaks off between NC-17 and... No, Rule 34 oh. is if it exists, there is porn of it. Oh, shit. So that's the rules of the internet. So I found a porn parody, much like in the vein, no pun intended, of uh, 10-inch Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, shit. Um, this is actually called Triple Extreme Ghostbusters. Oh, no, this ain't Ghostbusters. There's a Triple Extreme. That's some kind of weird anime thing. No, this is called This Ain't Ghostbusters. We're going to go ahead and watch this trailer real quick. And I want to point out that Ron Jeremy what? is the guy in the, the librarian in the beginning. This is Hustler Video. It looks like Ghostbusters. It starts off in the library, except Ron Jeremy's the librarian. And he's put his books away. It's just like the regular movie. An Axel Braun parody. And like all the little cards are coming out just like in the movie. <laughs> what I really want you guys to hear is the Ghostbusters song they did for this because it's hilarious. <laughs> so now Ron Jeremy's scared and he's running away. And then there's a bright light. Here we go. It's ghost with ghost titties. Ghost titties. Listen to the song. There's lots of slime and there's lots of cum. Who you gonna bone? Ghostbusters! 
It's Erecto One is their car. But yeah, it's dude. They're wearing the costumes. Right. Egon just went down on Janine. Peter got slimed, and I don't want to know how. I ain't banging no ghost. Busted makes me feel good. Not busted. Who are you gonna bone? Who are you gonna fuck? Who are you gonna fuck? This came out in 2011. All right. So this is on YouTube, so obviously they didn't show very much, but you kind of got the gist of it. The jizz. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested in that. Triple X. Ghostbusters parody. I don't think it... Dude, it was actually kind of... For a porn, it was kind of studio quality. Like, they right. had the costumes. They had right. Ecto-1, but it was Erecto-1. They had the fucking... The whole scene with Gozer and them turning into the dogs. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. There, look, when she opened up the refrigerator, there was a, yeah. a, a dog there. And that chick actually looked kind of like Sigourney Weaver. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering. You think her name is Sigourney Beaver in it? Oh, shit, Sigourney Beaver. <laughs> Don't cross the streams, guys. <laughs> On your face. Oh, no. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to bone? <laughs> Say it louder. So, this is normally the spot where we would do the tail of the tape. Mm-hmm. However, I have something special in mind. Um, and it worked out good because the copy of Ghostbusters that I have... Mm-hmm. What did I do with it? Is a two-pack. Not Tupac? Not to be confused with the rapper. Mm-hmm. It's a two-pack of Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. And it's just got the cover on both sides. Oh, it does. There's nothing to read on the back of the tape. Because it's just got the cover of Ghostbusters 2 on the other side. So, that's okay. Because we are launching... Our 700 tape summer blockbuster series. Damn. Um, and just uh, some of the. I've already got all of this planned through September. Damn. And you know what happens after September? Yes, of course. We go right into Halloween. We're mm. doing our Halloween mm. October spooktacular again. But leading up to that, we will be doing Armageddon, mm. Silver Bullet, mm. Top Gun. Mm. Batman, 1989, Tim Burton style. Oh. The Lost Boys, that's going to be my birthday movie. Damn. The Terminator. Ooh. And we're going to wrap all that shit up in the 1st of September with Showgirls. Mm. Showgirls. Damn funky girls. Ooh la la. Yeah, I'm excited. So, and, you in, guys, and you gave them some information on what's going to be happening yep, all the way through. That's Damn. our summer programming. Now, it's a little misleading because I'm calling it our summer blockbuster series. These were not all summer blockbusters. They weren't Mm -hmm. even all really blockbusters. I don't think Silver Silver Bullet was a blockbuster. Yeah, they weren't all summer movies, but these are my summer movies. Mm -hmm. These are movies like... That somehow speak to summer for me. Like, I watched them on summer break or, you know, first, you know, they actually came out in the summer like Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. But I prepared, since we don't have a tale of the tape this week... Um, a little preview of what you guys can expect. Hello, Ghostbusters. 700 tapes, summer blockbuster series. <laughs> maggots, Michael. You're eating maggots. How do they taste? <laughs> Listen to 
feel the need. The need for speed. Welcome to the 700 Tapes Podcast Summer Blockbuster Series, kicking it off with 1984's Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Ghost Titties. Ghost Titties. Those funky titties. Man, I can't wait to do 13 Ghosts so I can use that again. <laughs> now, uh, so on the porn parody, mm-hmm. it was like a girl ghost when her tits were hanging over the little Oh yeah, and they blurred it sign. out. They didn't blur it out. Hey, the ghost titties right on there. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. It was, was she the green one? No, it was oh, the, 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 half, ghost, the, the first one. Ghostbuster logo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, yeah, and gotcha. she had tits hanging over that. I thought you were talking well, about the about actual that. ghost. Yeah. I just found a uh, documentary on Shudder that I need to watch called Famous TNA. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Famous TNA. It's about famous like mega stars that were in horror movies and showed their tits before oh. they were really famous. 
So, which I probably know the whole list anyway. I, you know what I mean? I can. I used to be able to name the movie. Like, you could, Sandra Bullock. Oh, yeah, her first movie she was ever in. I can't remember what it's called now, but mm-hmm. she was, like, racing against this volcano and trying to say butterflies or something. But she had a love scene in it. And Titties. Showed her eight cups. <laughs> Not that impressive. Anyway. So, yeah, um, I'm excited. Are you excited about Armageddon as, as I am? Fuck yeah. yeah. They, well, that they, was kind of Roman's pick. People don't even know where it falls at either. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the cool thing. So, or did you go in order? I didn't go in order. Got you. I kind of figured. I didn't, no, it, it was like all kind of mixed up in there. Mm-hmm. I just, I wanted to do a thing where I wasn't going to say what the movies were and be like, can you guys guess what movies these were from the clips? Mm-hmm. They were kind of obvious, I thought. I feel the need. The need, need for, for speed. speed. I fucking love Top Gun so much. And the new Dude. one's coming out. And I'm excited about that, too. A lot of people talk shit about it. And I was like, dude, I cannot wait for Maverick. The funny it's thing is, fucking awesome. like, in the, and, and, because uh, I watched the trailer recently, because I saw, um, yeah. um, A Quiet Place 2. Okay. And in the trailer, you can see, because I think, uh, Tom Cruise is only like 5'4, five, 5'5. Five, five. Yeah. And the trailer, like, they usually shoot him really, really well to where you don't know that. Mm-hmm. And this one, oh, no. Damn. He's like in like he's in front of like a whiteboard uh-huh. and they're talking to him from a distance. And you're like, Oh yeah, you're a little leprechaun. They, they van damned him? <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn, you're little. He like yeah. like you can definitely see his stature right. in this one. I was like, fuck. Um Quiet Place Two, is it as good as the first one? Fuck yeah. Really? Yeah. Right, that surprised me. I'm excited now. For it to be for it to be a Cool. A, you know, the second movie usually doesn't do as good. Exactly. No. Like damn. it was All right. like watching it, I was like, Well and it gives you a little more insight. On what is what, so I was like, the creatures in that movie really fucked me up. Oh shit, yeah. I uh, I can't. They grossed me out so bad. Like I have a thing about, I think it's called tryptophobia. Mm-hmm. I don't like a lot of small holes and patterns, and I can't stand the way their heads were. Mo- oh, mm-hmm. it's fucking me up right now just thinking about it. But it was such a good movie. Nah, it was badass. Uh, okay, cool. It was definitely. Uh, I was like, wow. There's a lot of jump scares too. It was better than Army of the Dead. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't have paid money to see Army of the Dead. So, um, <laughs> to kind of... And you're glad you didn't. No. I'm super glad I didn't. So, in preparation of this podcast, because I am dedicated, mm-hmm. I bit the bullet. Oh, yeah? You were telling me. And I watched the Ghostbusters reboot mm-hmm. with... Uh, what's her face? Uh, McCarthy. Yeah. What's Melissa. Her name? Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm. And the other people McCartney. that were also... Is it, is it McCartney or McCarthy? McCarthy, oh, I think. Man. And, okay, unpopular opinion. I didn't it. hate it. Gotcha. I did not... Okay, so let you me tell you. can't say you liked it. Okay, I own it on Voodoo because years ago, Voodoo had this thing where if you uh, paired your... I, think it, I don't think it was Voodoo. I think it was Amazon. If you paired your account with other movie... Uh, apps mm-hmm. like uh, I have Vudu, I have Amazon Prime, I have Movies Anywhere, and one other one. And if you linked all of those together, you got free movies. What? So I got a free movie for linking it to Vudu. Then I got one for linking it to Movies Anywhere. Like I got the Ghostbusters movie, and it's the extended version. Nice. So now I'm wondering if I only liked it because it was the extended version. I'm wondering if the regular version was trash. I don't know. Kind of like. You know, Justice League. <laughs> but anyway, I got that. I got the Bourne Ultimatum for free, which I've still not watched. 
because I haven't seen any of the Bourne movies. I got the Lego movie, which was badass. I got Ice Age, which was also badass. And I got Big Hero 6. Nice. I got all those movies for free for linking my accounts. Nice. But um, I had Ghostbusters sitting there and sitting there, and I kind of meant to watch it a couple times, but I never did. And I I heard so many bad things about it. So then I watched it, because I'm like, well, I want to watch this so I can talk about it on the podcast since we're doing Ghostbusters. I didn't hate it. It was actually, I, I genuinely laughed in a few places. Gotcha. Um, I love the other girl. I might have to IMDb this now. I don't remember. I just thought about it. Two of them are from uh, Wedding Party. Is that what it is? Wedding Crash? No, not Wedding Crashers. Uh, the Bridesmaid, I think. The Bridesmaid movie. Uh, I only watched that once. Because that's really. Melissa McCarthy and, right. and the other chick. So, I really, really, I thought... Uh, is it Kristen Wing? Wig? Kristen Wig. That's the... Um, Click on her real quick. Was that the smart chick? Yep, she's in. They're no, both no. Her this... and, see, right there. That's the that's the movie right there. Bridesmaids. But isn't she the weird chick? She's the weird chick. Oh, I, I haven't she? seen the I haven't seen the, the girl one. But I just thought about it. Both of them, so Melissa McCarthy and uh, Kristen Wig or Wig or Wag or whatever. She, They're both in... Oh no, Kate, Ma- Kate McKinnon's the weird one. Oh, in this movie, she's kind of like the Egon character. Mm-hmm. But I thought she was really awesome, and I thought she was really hot, and she's actually hot in real life, so I don't feel as bad now. But then, um, I maybe I was talking about. Um, I don't know. They none of these girls look the same as they did in the movie. It must have been Kristen Wiig. But anyway, uh, yeah, it was. I thought she was really good. I actually thought they were all pretty, uh, pretty good in the movie. I, I didn't hate it. I didn't think the acting was too terrible. Mm-hmm. It was silly, but it was supposed to be silly. You know what I mean? Um, is is um, what's his name? Is he the Thor? Yeah, is he Chris uh, Hemsworth? Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Is he supposed to be Sigourney Weaver? In that one or no, not? he's Janine actually. Oh. But it's funny because they really kind of gender reversed it where he's really, really dumb, but they keep him around because they like looking at him. Mm-hmm. It's actually really funny. Is he not on there? Um, I, It's really fucking weird the way they put the cast on here. Because I don't remember Ed Beagley. Oh, I do remember Ed Beagley Jr. being in this. Um, I don't understand what order they're supposed to be in. Maybe in order of appearance? Oh, yeah, and also every original member except for Egon, of course, because he's dead, mm-hmm. was in the movie. But they had an Egon statue at the university, which I thought was really cool, like nice. an Egon bust. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. But uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and um, Ernie um, Hudson. I said Michael McDonald's in it. We're all in it. Who's Mike McDonald? I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Where did it say that at? Right there, right under Bill Murray. Right under Bill Murray. Up oh, right there. Michael McDonald had a farm. Yeah, yeah, yo. Yeah, I guess he was. Who is he? That's the uh, isn't isn't that what's his name um, from Mad TV? Um, I don't know. Uh, is it? Uh, oh yeah, and Ozzy was in it. Is it Stewie? Or he's like, stop! Don't do that! Stop it! I don't know. Damn! I think that's the guy. Oh. Well, anyway, in any case. I thought it was actually kind of funny. And I think... Has, and Leslie Jones was fucking hilarious. Dude, she was fucking hilarious. 
so I haven't seen it. So, but she for the for the most part, she's a she's funny. She's really funny, and Ernie Hudson was her uncle because she kept oh. going because she brought the hearse to make the Ecto one, and she's like, I brought it from my uncle. He owns funeral parlor. Well, her uncle shows up at the end of the movie to get the hearse bag, and it's Ernie Hudson. Nice. That was really cool. Nice. Sigourney Weaver was in it. Nice. Everybody was in it from the first movie except nice. I, I don't think I saw Rick Moranis. He's still alive, right? I would assume uh, so. I hope so. All right, God bless you, Rick Moranis. Even if you're not alive. Anyway. Damn. Yeah, maybe an unpopular opinion, but I didn't hate it. I actually found it. Ro laughed her ass off at it because um, Ro had no, uh, no frame of reference. Because she had, didn't really. She had maybe seen Ghostbusters once and didn't remember it. Mm-hmm. And then we watched Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters. After we watched this, and she's like, "Oh, because she could kind of compare them." She's like, "I still liked the other movie, though." I'm like, "I did too. Like, I didn't think it was bad." So, I think everybody just kind of gets carried away with the uh, the gender switching, and I got over that with Battlestar Galactica. So I don't think I'm as hard hit by it as everybody else. Mm. As long as it's done well, this was done well. Not only that, as long as it's not them, just girl versions of them. Mm-hmm. That's what makes me mad too. And. They never made a big deal out of the fact that they were all women. Mm-hmm. That would have pissed me off if they had. That's what makes me mad. When they do it and they have to make a big deal out of it, I'm like, why did you even do it if you're just going to shove it in my face anyway? Right. Do it and be subtle about it and act like it's not a big deal. That's mm-hmm. what I want. Do it and act like it's not a big deal. You know why? Because Newsflash, it's not a fucking big deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If they replace a, a white dude with a black guy or a man with a woman or whatever they do, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. My thing is, it's as long whoever. as it's as long as it's you know based in fiction, I mean nonfiction. I was like, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know that shit ain't real. Like, <laughs> I'm like, as long as it's not I taking cool a real because, person. So I was watching a bunch of bat. Oh yeah, right, right. As, as long as it's not a real person. Right, I get what you're saying. Like, other than that, cool. Abraham Lincoln played by Wesley Snipes. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> what? And the funny thing is, recently, um. Coming this summer. Robert Downey Jr. was actually... Uh, people were trying to give him shit about Tropic Thunder. I was going to say, no, that was Tropic Thunder. <laughs> but they were trying to give him shit about that. It's like, no, he was, was playing a dude joke. that was playing a dude. Playing the other dude. Right. Like, that is <laughs> you hilarious. Know, people have totally lost the plot, and they have lost their sense of humor. Mm-hmm. It's fucking funny. No, no, that is... And, and he wasn't like, trying to... What's wrong to... with you people? What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Right. You know, it was fucking funny. It was, it was showing that he was... Such a deep character actor. Mm-hmm. It was funny. And the fuck the rest of it. Tom Cruise was the best part of that oh, movie. Oh, yeah, anyway. for sure. Him so, dancing at the end. Oh, especially. my God. It was great. He was such an asshole. But, Fucking cokehead. But understanding that, like, if that, it's not making fun of anybody. Right. It's not, you know, it was actually making fun of Him. blackface. Right. Like. Which we need to laugh at because on. it's stupid. That is. People get too carried ugh. away and they give. Way too much power to stupid shit that shouldn't have any power, like mm-hmm. blackface. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. We should be laughing at it because it's ridiculous. Like in in that vein, you're like, it's it, it's almost the parallel to white chicks. Yes, and nobody, which nobody had a problem with. No, nobody complained about it. No. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop being so hard. Stop, stop being so easy to offend. Mm-hmm. It's a joke. There's some things we need to laugh at because mm-hmm. it's stupid and racism is stupid and we should be laughing at it because mm-hmm. that's how it goes away by showing everybody how fucking dumb it is. Right. And that's all I got to say about that. But yeah, 
I don't mind the the switching like that. As yeah, like like you said, as long as it's not a historical figure, they're not totally changing a story. Or if yeah, it's not a big trying deal. to control the narrative. Or I've been watching. Like I wa- so we're because we're doing Batman. So I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos about Tim Burton's Batman. And I was watching one where um, there. Did you know there was actually a? We should be talking about that when we do Batman. But anyway, there was actually going to be Batman three, mm. not Batman Forever. But the studio was mad because Tim Burton's first two Batman movies were too dark, and they didn't feel they could market enough toys off it. Which is why we got the totally toy-based, comic booky, fucking Batman Forever that we got. Because they wanted to sell toys. They didn't care about plot. They didn't care about preserving characters. And they, yeah, they pretty much railroaded Tim Burton out because they didn't want him to do it. And then they fucked him on Superman, too. Yeah. But Tim Burton wanted to bring Harvey Dent back, Billy D. Williams. Mm-hmm. He wanted to bring him back as, as Harvey Dent and do Two-Face. Damn. And the studio was like, eh, I don't want to do that. And then they were interviewing. I watched an interview with Billy D. Williams, and he, I don't really, I, tons of respect for Billy D. Because mm-hmm. he was saying, Tim Burton wa- insisted he be Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. The studio didn't want to do it in the first Batman. Mm-hmm. And he goes, No, I want Billy D. Williams. And Billy D. Williams came in and read for it and everything. He goes, I really enjoyed the fact that He's, Tim Burton. He was going to bat for me. Yeah, and that he didn't care about the color of my skin and, and didn't care that Two-Face in the comics was a white character. I was the best person in his mind to be Two-Face. Mm-hmm. And he didn't care about anything else. He goes, and that meant a lot to me. Because mm-hmm. that's how I want to be as an actor. Right. I don't want to be considered a black, black actor. actor. I'm an actor. I can play any part. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's. I already respected Billy D. Williams, but it just went up like... Ten four. I was like, man, what a good fucking guy. What a cool dude. You know? Badass. Yeah, it's badass. So now I'm really sorry we never got a Batman three. You know, we got Batman Forever instead. But that's you know, we'll talk about more about Batman, I guess, when we get to Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's time. Let's go ahead and check out the trailer for Ghostbusters. Stay Puff Marshmallow Man and other figures each sold separately. Ghostbusters, new from Kenner. Ghostbusters! Each sold separately. She any ghosts? Not yet. Pigment, it's back to the bone. Get me out. Looks like you're really into them, Stan. <laughs> safe. Not so safe. It's Sludge Bucket. What a slob. I've been cooped. Activate the Turtle Blasters. We ain't afraid of no ghosts. Peter Venkman, bad to the bone, and sludge bucket with ectoplasm each sold separately. Ghostbusters from Kenner. 
Ghostbusters. They're real. You do? You have? They're here. Ghostbusters. Hey, anybody see a ghost? They catch the ghost that won't stay dead. They're armed. They're dangerous. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. All right, that's bad. Okay, all right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. They're professionals. Oh, I'm the chairman of the largest paranormal removal company in America. Did you see it? They're all that stands between you and the end of the world. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the sky. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Your girlfriend lives in the corner penthouse of Spook Central. You want this body? Is this a trick question? Got your stick. Hold! Heat him up! Smoke him! Make him hard! Ready! Ghostbusters. Starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis. Coming to save the world. Ghostbusters. We came, we saw, we kicked. And uh, Ernie Hudson, big ups. Dude, I, it fucks me up every time. Like, and Eddie Murphy. I mean. <laughs> like, damn. Right? The funny and thing is. Literally I was... every other actor is billed except yeah. Ernie Hudson. It's craziness. Like, there has to be some trivia on that. Even look at the uh, look at yeah. the poster. Yes, I this promise This is you. the movie poster. And I looked at it. all three of them without Ernie Hudson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. So... Is there any trivia on that? Yeah, we'll get to it probably. Okay, cool. I actually haven't read the trivia yet. Neither have I. I've been doing that on purpose now, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa. But it also leads to moments where I'm like, oh, why did I read that one? Right. <laughs> so Ghostbusters was released on June 8th, 1984. And if we had done the podcast on time, we would have been doing this on the day it was released in 1984. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's not how Roman and I roll. We do what we want. When we want. How we want it. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Fuck your release date. Fuck it. Ghostbusters stars Bill Murray as Dr. Peter Vakeman. Dan Aykroyd as Dr. Ray Stance. Sigourney Weaver as Dana Barrett and her fine-ass self in the movie. God damn. Mm-hmm. Dude. I never really used to think Sigourney Weaver was a good-looking woman, but I'm like, she looked good in Alien. She looked good in Aliens. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, maybe she is a good-looking woman. Maybe it was the hair and the, you know, just maybe, the time period. Maybe, I don't know, but, but I was like, golly. Well, Harold Ramis, God rest his soul, Egon Spangler. Rick Moranis as Louis Tully. Annie Potts as Janine. Dude, even on here, where's Ernie Hudson? He's right under William. William Atherton, as we all remember, is the asshole reporter from Die Hard. He now plays the asshole... EPA agent uh, in uh, Ghostbusters is Walter Peck. 
And finally, last but certainly not goddamn least, Ernie Hudson as Winston Zedmore. Uh, I met him at a Comic-Con a few years ago, probably 10 years ago now. Did you, ask him, did you ask him about this? No, I didn't. If I ever uh, see him, I'm asking Dude, he's really, really nice. Oh, yeah, you can tell. He is the nicest dude. I did almost make him a shirt that said Eddie Murphy was not in Ghostbusters. Because I was going to make that shirt anyway, because I knew that they were going to be there. That would have been funny. But, um, dude, he is really, really cool. Um, there's actually, if you guys want to check this out, there's an Arizona group called the Arizona Ghostbusters. Mm. These guys actually have an Ecto-1. They have a big old fucking, member Vigo, the Carpathian from the second movie, that painting? Mm-hmm. They have that painting. Damn. Um, they show up at events. They have actual proton packs and the suits and everything and they dread they got their names on the suits nice they're really cool dudes i have pictures with them somewhere yeah cool guys uh the one guy looks just like winston and he's got the little eye thing and all their shit is like prop like perfect like uh studio quality shit so you won't get you know will ferrell i'm okay mine's not movie quality (laughs) but yeah really cool guys if you guys want to look them up the arizona ghostbusters they do charity events and all kinds of shit. They're really cool. Uh, but yeah, um, this movie was a mega fucking blockbuster. It had a budget of $30 million. Goodness gracious. Opening weekend, it made $13 million. Gross USA, $243 goddamn million. God damn. Wait, wait, go, go to culminate. Cumulative worldwide was 296 Goodness. That was almost 10 times the amount. Off the fucking chain. Goodness. Blockbuster. That we are starting our 700 Tapes Blockbuster Summer Series with. So there you go. Goodness. Goodness. Definitely. There was no question in anybody's mind, unfortunately, that there was going to be a Ghostbusters 2. So, um, Egon, what's his actual name? Harold Ramis. He committed suicide? No, I think I, he died of cancer. Oh, that's it. I, I knew it was one of the two. I think he had cancer. Um, I wonder Be, if it says. And that's and right there. Just click on him right there. And that's why there was a three, right? Right. Um, I don't know if it says anywhere. And then blah blah blah. See full bio. Hmm. Uh, he died on February twenty fourth, twenty fourteen, at age sixty nine from complications. Of autoimmune inflammatory vasculitis. I don't know what that is, but it doesn't sound good. He definitely didn't kill himself. Cool. So, yeah. And from what I hear, he was just an A-plus guy, too. I am looking forward to the Ecto-1 movie coming out. Mm -hmm. Dude, when I saw the preview for that, I was so fucking excited. They fucking, they hyped that shit up. Yeah, and then I think the whole COVID thing set it back and then set it back and set it back again. And I, it's still coming out this year, though, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm fucking stoked for that movie. So Ghostbusters has always been a big thing for me. Um, I grew up in the 80s, so I was all about the real Ghostbusters, the cartoon. Right. I used to watch that, and then they followed that up with Slimer and the real Ghostbusters. You're like, mm, okay. And, dude, that show, mm-hmm. if you guys have not seen it, it's, a, it's an animated Ghostbusters cartoon from the 80s. It's dope. I mean, the storylines are good. The writing is amazing. They had good characters. They had good character development. Some of their bad guys, they had the Boogeyman, and he was totally like an 80s punk dude. Punk glam rocker type guy with with fucking cloven hooves. And yeah, 
The 11th. It dropped. The new what? one. The 11th of this month? Yeah. What? My, my boy just texted me. Because I'm telling him, you know, we're, we're right. podcasting. Ghostbusters Afterlife? Yes. The 11th of this month. All right. Roman and I are going to the movies. We'll catch you guys later. We'll Peace out. Late. Catch you motherfuckers on the flip side. Peace. <laughs> 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 we're back from the dead. Woo. Doing it right. Damn. Coughing up headstones, blowing up microphones, or whatever that line is. That forty starting to hit me. I ain't gonna lie to you. I drank mine a lot faster. Yo, and the cool thing is, I was just looking right, right now. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, all of them are back. Everybody from the original. Oh no way. Yeah. And it's got the kid from It and Stranger Things in it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. That's cool. But all of them are fucking back. Oh my god, dude! We need to go see that when Fuck we get yeah. off the mics here. Fuck yeah. yeah Fuck you guys. Down We're out of here. Peace, Fuck you guys. I'm going home. But man, man, yeah, my cheesy piece. Yeah, my, yeah, my um, Yeah, they had the boogeyman. He was mm. like cloven hooves and the like oh, total shit. fucking punked out glam rock dude with the fucking leather jacket. Dude, he was fucking awesome. <laughs> Came out of the kids' closet. I'm not gonna lie, low key, that fucking mo- that cartoon scared you. Was a little scary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a whole episode where Peter got possessed, and he was like. <laughs> And like his eyes were flaming and like, oh my God, Peter Bigman, ah, you know, oh, and he was going to release the entire containment unit. Oh, dude. It, it, yeah, it was fucking awesome. Uh, there was a, a character called Sam Hain, which we know is pronounced Sal Wayne if you're pagan, but his name was Sam Hain and he was just like a dude with a fucking, he was a floating spirit with like a black like robe and a pumpkin head mm. and he was trying to unleash hell around the world and. There was like a Casey Jones type character that talked like Clint Eastwood too, like kind of same thing. And mm-hmm. um, they was trying to stop the end of the world. And dude, the the plot lines were really good. They were clever. They were witty. The very first episode is called "The Collect Call of Cthulhu," which oh, is damn. so fucking funny. You know what I mean? And you don't get that now because you don't make collect calls. But "The Call of Cthulhu" was a story by H.P. Lovecraft, mm-hmm. and then the, "The Collect Call of Cthulhu." That's fucking hilarious. It's witty. And um, it shows how much time and effort they put into that. Yes, cartoon. it was so good. Um, I want to get the whole series on VH or on DVD or on Blu-ray, but it's so expensive. Damn, it's like trying to find the whole Voltron thing. Damn. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really good cartoon. Um, there was another one on that like, some cheap cartoon called Ghostbusters. That's why this cartoon was called the Real Ghostbusters because mm-hmm. they already had a Ghostbusters cartoon with a couple dudes and a gorilla. Like chasing ghosts around. I don't know if you remember that or not, mm. but it was called the Ghostbusters, and it came out before. But I don't oh, know why do. they had I a do. gorilla yeah, yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah, it was I really, do. It was entertaining, but it wasn't anything like Ghostbusters. I do remember that. But that's why they were called the Real Ghostbusters. And then you know, after a couple seasons, they they went to Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters, which was more cartoony, and it was kind of from Slimer's point of view. But it was still good. But there was a whole, like, there was one where they were all trapped by this demon, mm-hmm. and they had to tell their deepest, darkest secret in order to be released. They had to, like, you know, their their biggest shame. And Peter's was, one day Janine was in the shower, and Ray was like, oh, no, Peter, you peaked? And he goes, no, I, sl- I sent Slimer down the drain pipe. <laughs> And she got slimed in the shower. It was kind of funny, but it was very kind of grown up for right for a kids show. It was it was very it was some of the humor was way beyond like kids. Mm-hmm. But I, I've always I guess had that sense of humor where I kind of got what they were talking about. I'm like, oh my god, that's funny, you know. <laughs> but anyway, 
Um, Ghostbusters was a big franchise. It had toys, which we heard mm-hmm. on the uh, especially preview. for its only Spawn two movies, right? Cartoons, which we are cereal, mm-hmm. which we heard about on the trailer. Mm-hmm. I had I had Ghostbusters cereal. I had to beg for it. Damn. I some Ghostbusters cereal. They had a glow in the dark box at one point. Damn, it was fucking awesome. And uh, oh, there go the Fody. Ooh, I was waiting. Show the Fody. I've been waiting for it. I yeah, promise. Yeah. But yeah, it was a great fucking uh, brand. Mm-hmm. And try to find any of those real Ghostbusters toys now on eBay. I hope you're ready to spend some money because they're fucking expensive. Damn. All the ones they were talking, it's no bones or whatever, and I'm trapped inside him. And like that guy, and like yeah, mm-hmm. all this shit was expensive. I just got my. Um, I'm gonna fuck this up because I've been drinking now. I got my uh, Hasbro. Uh, Ghostbuster exclusive Ghostbusters figures from Hasbro, Mm -hmm. um, except for Egon because they were sold out. Damn! But they just released another set of four. You mean he gone? Yeah, he gone. He gone. He gone. (laughs) He gone. (laughs) And the masters of the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're this is the '80s cartoon episode, which I could do four hours on because I am the master Mm -hmm. of the universe. With Mm -hmm. 80s cartoons, Mm -hmm. because that's my shit. Um, Spirit asked me, my daughter asked me the other day, if you go back to the 80s, would you? I'm going to go that second thought. I said, I just want one day. I want one Saturday, just one Saturday, where I can be nine years old again, get up and fucking gorge myself on cereal while I watch cartoons, then catch a Godzilla movie after that, and then go out and play in the yard with my action figures till the sun goes down. Fuck to the yes. That was good shit. You can say, you know, everybody talks shit about their childhoods. I had a bomb-ass childhood. It wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. I was poor. I wore secondhand clothes and shitty shoes, but I was fucking happy. And go back in a heartbeat. Right. I would go back in a heartbeat. And I had a lot of that. I had He-Man and Voltron and Star Wars. I had all those action figures. I bought those. I'm like, you being a parent now, it, it makes you look back and say, they did what they could. And it was great. Absolutely. So here's what I I told you. Oh, I've told you this story on the podcast many times. I made $5 a week Mm. to scoop dog shit. Every day I had to scoop the dog shit out the yard. I got $5 a week. Uh, I either would take that $5 or save it up. Mm -hmm. On the weeks where I could save a couple, three weeks in a row and save it up to 10 or 15 bucks, Mm -hmm. it was on when I got to the swap meet. It was on my goddamn donkey motherfucking dong. The dog track. Okay, cool. Cool, because look. That is the only one. Yep. Like, if you don't know about that, you're not mm-hmm. from here. Mm-hmm. You're not from here, bro. I would go there, and I would drop all my money on comic books and action figures. Hell yeah. Look around my room. Nothing has changed. Nothing has fucking changed. Nothing has changed. Except the action figures have gotten better. I was talking about this the other day when I was telling Ro about talking to Spirit about it. And I, the other thing I was saying was, I would love to give my dad a hug. Right. I got all fucked up I'm and like, it is, up. it is definitely one of those things. Go to the swap meet with my dad one more time. Just give him a big fucking hug for no reason whatsoever than just to do it. And uh, But yeah, I would go and yeah, comic books and action figures. That was my shit. I'd buy the Star Wars figures or He-Man. Mm-hmm. Anything I can get my hands on. I would buy the generic little ones. I didn't even know what they were. I had so much crazy shit. I had like these action figures from like early 70s or late 70s, early 80s TV shows mm-hmm. that I didn't really know about. To this day, I don't know what this was. I had a three and a quarter inch action figure, like mm-hmm. Star Wars size, mm-hmm. that was, um, he was just made out of, of clear green plastic. 
So he was like an alien dude, but he was a humanoid, but he was just clear green plastic. So he was always the guy from another dimension mm -hmm. or an alien or whatever, you know. And um, I took him to school in my backpack one day, and somebody stole him, and I was so mad. They stole my Yoda that day, too. Damn. I was pissed. If I ever track you down, to this day, I will beat your ass for that. I found out who you were. Talking to you, Mick Martinez. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you're listening, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, I had to work for all that. Mm -hmm. I had the toys I wanted, but I fucking worked for it, which made it more important. Of course. And then I kicked myself, because when I turned about 12 or so, yeah, I got, I don't know, I'm too old for toys. And I was getting into music, and I wanted to buy a Walkman, and I wanted to buy it, because all at the, at the dog track at that time, and this was like... 1986, 1987. Damn. All the bootleg tape guys were out there. Mm -hmm. They all bootlegged the, the cassette tapes. So I, I bought a fucking boombox with the dual cassettes so I could oh, copy my own tapes, make my own mixtapes. I bought a Walkman, and I wanted to buy tapes. I wanted to get music. I was getting into music. So I sold them. I took a, boxes of my toys out there, and I sold them. Damn. So that I could have money to buy music. I was getting into music and I fucking kick myself for now thinking about the shit that I had. You know? Oh my God. But anyway, Battlecat, I'm still going to end up buying. I saw it the other day at Walmart. It's still there, $24.95. But I'm going to wait till it's $70, $80 on eBay before I buy it because I'm stupid. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, and then I sold all my toys and I bought Elvis and Beach Boys tapes and fucking Jan and Dean because I was really into surf music and oldies. Hmm. And I think I bought no Johnny Cash? Roy Orbison. I wasn't into Johnny Cash yet. Gotcha. Because my dad didn't like Johnny Cash. Gotcha. Um, so I didn't know anything about it. I, mm -hmm. I discovered Johnny Cash on my own later, him and Waylon. But um, Roy Orbison, I was really into him. Nice. And uh, I think I bought a Monkees tape. And because I was into the Beatles till my sophomore year of high school, mm. so I was a Monkees guy until then. But yeah, I bought a bunch of music, and I was getting into all those early Elvis recordings from like Sun Records. I forgot to remember to forget. You know all that shit before Hound Dog and all that shit when he was just starting. That was that was the good soulful blues shit. Mm -hmm. That was the shit. Um, to this day, I was I was listening to some of that shit the other day. You can look it up on YouTube. Mm. All the Sun recordings, and then they have the Johnny Cash Sun recordings too, which are fucking amazing. Um, yeah, mm. but anyway, I'm uh, the toy thing. Yeah, it was going back. Ghostbusters was a good brand. Um, try finding any of it though on eBay now. I hope you have money to spend because that Bones guy that could swallow you. Mm. Um, I was watching a toy thing the other day. Somebody had him new in the package, mint condition. It was like $1,500 or some crazy shit. Yeah. So, but anyway, I got my Hasbro Pulse exclusive Ghostbusters, but I did not get Egon. They just released a brand new set where they're covered with slime mm. and the slime glows in the dark. Oh, but I need shit. to get that whole set because I don't want one Egon that glows and three other Ghostbusters that don't. So I'm going to have to buy the Egon for 60 bucks on eBay, which kills me because they're 20 bucks brand new. Gotcha. But they're sold out. What am I going to do? So I will do that eventually. And I'll end up with the other set, too. So anyway, and I got my Stay Puffed over here. I got my little Ghostbusters here and there. But yeah, that's it. this is a, a tender spot for me in my heart, um, this movie and the whole really Ghostbusters thing. Trivia. And um, let's do some trivia. Um. Almost none of the scenes were filmed as scripted. We were just saying that. Yeah. You were saying Bill Murray did He's all that shit cuff. on his own. And it says that right here. 
Uh, most had at least one ad lib. Most of Bill Murray's lines were ad libs. You could tell because he's a fucking comedic genius. You could tell. Yep. They're like, look, we want we want your conversation to be in this lane. Right. Go for it. It's like James Woods mm-hmm. in uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. Mm-hmm. Almost none of the scenes were filmed as scripted. That's cool. Um, when Vagman mentions the time Spengler tried to drill a hole in his head, Spengler's response, that would have worked if you hadn't stopped me, was actually ad-libbed by Harold Ramis. <laughs> nice. In the middle of the film's initial release to keep interest going, Ivan Reitman ran a trailer that was basically the commercial the Ghostbusters used in the movie, but the 555 number was replaced with the 800 number, allowing people to actually call in. Callers got a recorded message of Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd saying something to the effect of, Hi, we're out catching ghosts right now. They got 1,000 calls per hour, 24 hours a day for six weeks. That's badass. Damn. That's badass. Damn. Like, seriously, that shows that, you know, the, the power of, I was going to say social media, but. Right. Well, that was social media. Mm-hmm. Then. That's almost as many calls as I got after I put out at prom and word got out. <laughs> <laughs> My phone was ringing off the hook. Anyway. Thank you, Aunt Janet. We've heard quite enough of you, though, this episode already. (laughs) Harold Ramis only intended to write the film. He decided to play Dr. Egon Spengler after he felt he was the best person suited for the role. Because this was written by Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd, Mm -hmm. which is totally cool. So the funny thing is I was going to, you know, I was going to ask, but then I I, I was reading. Um, They call him Egon the whole time. I didn't know he was a doctor. Yeah. They call him Dr. Uh, Spangler a couple times. Gotcha. Um, the character of Winston was meant to have joined the team much earlier and would have been slimed at the hotel. When Eddie Murphy declined the role, the script was rewritten to have Winston appear about halfway through the film. Oh. Ah. I bet a bunch of fucking Thanks. promotional shit had already been done. And there is, in the... I don't know. They usually do. They don't do the preview before the movie, though. So I don't know if that's an excuse for that. Can you imagine Eddie Murphy in this? <laughs> oh my gosh! Axel like, Foley, Beverly Hills Building Inspector. He like this movie. Don't get me wrong. This movie's badass yeah, by itself, but yeah. with Eddie Murphy with them. In, oh my god! Oh my! It would have almost been overload. It would. It, it would. Oh my god! Because this was right around. I think Beverly Hills Cop was after this. Mm-hmm. My, I think that only been eighty six. Goodness gracious! But yeah, he like this. This oh would have this would have yeah been gone with the wind kind right, of thing, right? Because you know, Gone with the Wind, if I'm not mistaken, is the most gross you know movie yeah. with inflation is the most right. gross gross movie ever. Well, frankly, Roman, I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and now it's racist because they had a black maid. So, oh, <laughs> stupid. Exactly what you were saying. It's a period piece. I don't know. Anyway. And she was one of the most... She was the first African-American mm-hmm. woman to win an Academy Mama. Award. And nobody Mammy. fucking talks about that. Mm-hmm. They just talk, well, she was a black maid. I was racist. Dude, you know what she did? Yeah. You know what she accomplished? That's fucking crazy. Anyway, okay. Eddie Murphy. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> On the set, Dan Aykroyd referred to the Slimer ghost as the ghost of John Belushi. Slimer's gluttonous eating was based on Belushi's cafeteria scene in National Lampoon's Animal House. Wow. Because I had heard a rumor that John Belushi was originally supposed to be in this movie. Mm -hmm. It was written, the part of, I think, Peter Vakeman was written for John Belushi. Damn. I think. That could be just 
hyperbole. I don't know. Mm-hmm. After Harold Ramis passed away, fans of the movie paid tribute to him by visiting the New York City firehouse used in the exterior shots and created a makeshift memorial. I remember this. Featuring Nestle Crunch Bars in reference to Vakeman giving Spangler a candy bar and Twinkies in, re- in reference to Spangler using the Twinkie to describe the ghost problem in New York City. That's cool. One very big Twinkie. The terror dogs that come to life were actual statue designs of an old church in Philadelphia. The church of Philadelphia. They had AIDS. Anyway. Whoa. Um, Was that because of brotherly love? Yes. (laughs) It's the city of brotherly love. Um, The dogs in this movie, the demon dogs, Mm -hmm. I love it. It was so 80 CGI. Oh, yeah. And I fucking love it so much. So when the first dog jumps out, it's like flat. And then when he busts through the door chasing Rick Moranis, it's totally... A different color. It's weird. Oh, my God. I love it, though. I love mm-hmm. it so much. And to be honest, for it to be in the 80s, yes. wasn't too, too bad. Right. It shows that they spent that $30 million for the yeah, show. Yeah, they did. Spent that money. Uh, Sigourney Weaver floating is an actual physical effect. The actress was put in a full body cast and attached to a post hidden in the curtains. According to the DVD commentary, the effect came from Ivan Reitman's Broadway experience. That was very exorcist. Oh, yeah, for sure. Totally an homage. For sure. Do you want this body? Is that a trick question? It's one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. Bill Murray is amazing. If you get a chance at Christmas, there's a Bill Murray Christmas special. Mm -hmm. It's fucking amazing. It's about him getting uh, snowstormed into Carnegie Hall with, like, Chris Rock and a couple other actors. Oh. Shit. And them just kind of hanging out, and he's playing the piano, and they're kind of drinking. And dude, it's it's staged, but it's supposed to look like it's it really happened. Mm-hmm. It is so good. It is so amazingly good. And I think it's just called the Bill Murray Christmas Special. I saw it on Netflix last year. Nice. And I well, I saw it. I think the year before, and I watched it again last year because it's my every year thing I watch now at Christmas time. Oh, because it's dude, it's really really fucking good. I can't even begin to describe it to you. Um, this was the highest grossing comedy of all time until Home Alone. What? Yeah. Home Alone? Yep. Damn. Damn. Yep. Uh, according to an interview with Mix Magazine Online, Ray Parker Jr. tried to create a song for the movie for two days. At 4.30 a.m., he saw a commercial for a drain company that reminded him of a scene from the film. That commercial helped him coin the popular line, Who are You Gonna Call? Damn. So here's the thing. I think the Ghostbusters song is mm-hmm. older than Ray Parker Jr. I think it was out in like the 50s. Hmm. Not the same version, but a version of it. I don't know. Hmm. I remember my mom saying something about, we were listening to this song when I was a teenager or something like that. Um, I don't know. Um, the line, you're more like a game show host, was improvised by Sigourney Weaver. The original line was, you're more like a used car salesman. Seems about the same. Yeah? But like, I think it has a little more pizzazz. You ever seen show. the movie Cars? Mm-hmm. Used, used Cars? Mm-hmm. Used Cars? I think I have that. I think we need to cover it. <laughs> I love that movie. Go to the Kurt one right Russell. there. Which According one? to Ernie Hudson. Where? Down, okay. down, down, down. Yep. Oh, this is a long one. I better take a drink. Mm-hmm. Say something. Booyaka show. Not really what I had in mind, but okay. Mm-hmm. I got to segue real quick. Is that mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. I got a 40 in me now. So we're... All right, all right. It was around 2 o'clock 
and I hadn't heard from you. That's when I texted you. I'm like, how you looking? Mm-hmm. And this is just me. There's nothing about you at all. This is all me. I'm just, you get everything on the 700 Taste Podcast. This is live and raw. Oh, raw. Told Raw, I was like, man, I really hope Roman's not burning out on doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. I really hope he's not, because I would be hard-pressed if he told me he didn't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I would be hard-pressed to find somebody else to do this with. Mm-hmm. I said, aside from the fact that John Pollan's got, you know, scheduling issues and he's only here till December, mm-hmm. I don't know anybody I could do this with or that I would do this with that mm-hmm. wasn't Roman. And I wouldn't do it by myself because that would be silly, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be boring because I don't have anybody bouncing anything. You can't respond to anything. Right. It's just me talking and nobody wants to hear that, you know. There's no interaction. Exactly. But I was like, man, I, I really, really hope he's not. And I know you're not. Mm-hmm. But that's, it's always me because I'm a Leo. That's just, <laughs> it's got to be something about me. Like somebody's mad at me. Or you didn't like the way I did something. It's always you or, internalizing. Yeah, it. you just don't want to tell me you're mad, but you don't want to hurt my feelings. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I was like, God, I really hope he's not burning out on doing the podcast. But then you're like, you're trying to get your tires fixed, mm-hmm. and you sent me pictures of the tires, and I was like, you didn't have to send me pictures, man. That's cool. But yeah, I, I really was like, man, I, I really uh, just to just to give you, you know, just a little, you know. We are definitely more connected than, you know, just the regular mundane talks. Oh, right? hell yeah, hell yeah. Because every now and again, like, again, with these last two weeks, I thought, like, hmm, is this supposed to happen? You know, right. like, is this... So we were on definitely on the same wavelength, you know, with it. I'm like, is this not supposed to continue? Right. That's why I said what I said. You know, without saying... You know what what you were feeling because I didn't know that's that's yeah. what you were feeling. Yeah. You know me saying, "Look, this is home. This Hell is." Yeah. You can tell when you're supposed to fight for something. Yep. Absolutely. And this is definitely one of those things God that right. you got to fight for. You know, understanding the the people that listen to us. You know, um, you you know probably more so than me, um, and just understanding. Them listening to us right. is fuel. <coughs> Hell yeah, it is. It is. It is fuel, you know, to get on these mics. And not only that, you know, absence makes the heart grow fond. Yes, it does. You know, so we do with that us, to you guys a lot. <laughs> with us going to the two week format. Yep. Um, it allows us to say, okay, I'm ready to do this. Right. I'm ready to do right. this. I'm ready to do this. Yep. So not having it, um, it was like I'm really, really ready to do yep. this. You know, it's been a, it's been a last you know this last month has been a little funky, you know, mm-hmm. but it's I'm ready to fucking do this. So oh, yeah. So even again, me saying that earlier, it's kind of cool that you're now saying this because right. it it is the other side of the coin. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, there it is. The forty. Woohoo! Nah, but it's definitely badass to you know right. to even hear you say that. Yeah. We got 660 more to go, man. We're only at number 40. Damn right. Yeah, I'm excited. He had to bust out the calculator. I did. I didn't <laughs> want to fuck it up. I, I was semi-convinced that I had. No, not yet. I got the little fireballs downstairs. Though. Fireball. Fireball. You would think this was, you know, you, you idiot, dumb bastard, you. What is it? <laughs> Low budget, you bastard. There we go. Which I assure you is coming back. There you go. We just got some scheduling issues. It's coming back, <laughs> I promise. It's going to be a doozy. 
But according to Ernie Hudson, an early version of the script had Winston in a larger role with an elaborate backstory as an Air Force demolitions expert. Excited by the part, he agreed to do the job for half his usual salary. Damn. The night before shooting began, he was given a new script with a greatly reduced role. Ivan Reitman told him the studio had wanted to expand Murphy's role. In 2015 article for Entertainment Weekly, Hudson wrote, I love the character and he's got some great lines, but I felt the guy was just kind of there. I love the movie. I love the guys. I'm very thankful to Ivan for casting me. I'm very thankful that the fans appreciate the Winston character. But it's always been very frustrating, kind of a love-hate thing, I guess. What Hudson is glossing over is that he was a last-minute stand-in for Eddie Murphy, who backed out after getting the lead in Beverly Hills Cop. Understandably, they shrunk the role after Superstar Murphy dropped out. Wow. Like, so this is just my take on it. It's, you go from this megastar to, so, yeah. I'm, I'm the rebound. Yep. Like, I'm the I, rebound. You know what, though? I gotta be honest with you. I like Ernie Hudson as the everyday man, other than, like, an Air Force demolitions expert. Mm-hmm. I love that, where she was like, do you believe in this? Do you believe in that? And he's like... You're gonna pay me, right? You're paying me? I believe oh, in anything fuck. you want me to. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's an everyday dude off the street. Fuck yeah. He's like, fuck it, let's and do And he's this. like, if somebody asks if you're God, you say yes! <laughs> it's awesome. So, again, like you said, like, he has good lines. Yeah. But understanding the person before you... And right, then your right. role, you're like, yeah, fuck. I know I'm not Eddie Murphy. I get right. it, but fuck, like that 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 sucks. Cause I I did this for half the pay, and you guys were gonna give him four times my pay. Right, you guys saved a lot on that budget. Right, so you you guys were gonna do that, and then I'm barely in the movie. I'm not right, in right. any pictures. Yeah, I'm not on the poster. I'm not in the preview. I'm God the, damn, I'm. The guy recording. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what I'm am just I, there. Chop liver? At least he made it in the movie. I got outdone by that slut Annie Potts. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway, hang on. But, yeah, let's... Uh, so I can go? Yeah. There's a lot of trivia on this. Um, bye, Ro. Uh, bye, Ro. Bye, Ro. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ro. Gozer was also a name related to a documented haunted and haunting in England. The name Gozer apparently mysteriously throughout the house, written on walls and other things. Hmm. Damn. Hmm. Michael Keaton turned down both the roles of Dr. Peter Vakeman and Dr. Egon Spangler. You know why? Batman. Because he's Batman. <laughs> nah, he was probably Top Gun first. Top Gun? No, uh... uh Oh, oh, Beetlejuice. Michael, oh, Michael Keaton. I Michael thought, Keaton. It was, I was still definitely Batman. Yeah. But yeah. I was thinking. Uh, Jack Nicholson? No. Oh. Uh, Val Timber? Kilmer. Oh, Val Kilmer. That's what I was thinking. Nice man. Come on. <laughs> this is Columbia Pictures' highest grossing film of all time when adjusted for inflation. Damn. Uh,. Dana's apartment building actually exists at 55 Central Park, west of New York City. In real life, the building is 20 stories high. For the film, matte paintings and models were used to make the building look bigger and with more floors. According to the DVD commentary, the top of the building is modeled after the top of the Continental Life Building in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, you can definitely tell, like, it's all CGI so and long, shit screwy. or whatever. 
See you in St. Louis. Whatever that, you know, like the top of it, you can see it's like oh, weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's weird, weird. The film was originally intended for an adult audience. The cast and crew were surprised to find that children loved the film and as a fun fantasy adventure of scientists battling supernatural threats with cool backpack weapons. It led to a cartoon spinoff, The Real Ghostbusters, yeah, yeah, and the sequel, Ghostbusters 2, played down the original adults film's adult elements like smoking. Which is why it sucked. Part two was that bad? Part two, dude. Never has there been a part two that was so much worse than the part one. Dude. Oh my god. Yeah. The role of Peter Vagman was originally written for John Belushi. He died as Dan Aykroyd was writing the script. Damn. Yeah, I remember we were talking we were just talking about that. Look at the music video. The music video for the song Ghostbusters featured numerous celebrities who didn't appear in the film, including Chevy Chase, Irene Cara, John Candy, Melissa Gilbert, Ollie E. Brown, Jeffrey Tambor, George Went, Al Franken, Franken, Danny DeVito, Carly Simon, Peter Falk, and Terry Garr. The Ghostbusters themselves in costume danced down Times Square right behind Peter, right behind Peter, behind Parker. <laughs> Peter Parker. Right. Cindy Harrell played the girl in the haunted house. I don't nice. know who Cindy is, but um, you know who I had a crush on for the longest time as a kid, Terry Gar. I don't Couldn't know even tell you who that is. Really, you would know her if you saw her. Oh, that's a bad picture. That's that's current Terry Gar. She was the chick from Young Frankenstein. Mm. Um, yeah, that. That picture did not do her justice because that's like now Terry Gar, <laughs> and I'm talking like Young Frankenstein Terry Gar. Oh, the other one was uh, Ellen Barkin. Do you know Ellen Barkin? I don't. Ellen Barkin was in a movie called uh, Switch with Jimmy Smits. She was also in a movie uh, called uh, Oh fuck, The Big Easy, which was in a New Lo- New Orleans uh, crime drama. It was really good. She, mm. she, was, she was pretty smoking back then. Smoking. And that's like 40-year-old Terry Gar. I'm mm-hmm. talking about like, why are these all current pictures? Right I'm there. talking like 20-year-old Terry Gar. Oh, mm. my God. Yeah, she was freaking hot. And then Ellen. Is that, she was on Star Trek? Yes, for like an episode. Ellen Barkin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know her. She's. I think she's on Animal Kingdom. Is that she's the... very, yeah, she's kind of old now. But, dude, oh, my God. that's when She was younger. And that's like 50-year-old Ellen Barkin. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like this Ellen Barkin right here. This is from, I think, when she was in the Big Easy. That was a good movie. Dude. Whew. Yeah. Anyway, my digress. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Um, Harold Ramis made a choice to never smile as Egon. Mm. After this film, Bill Murray took a lengthy break from acting and moved to Paris. Murray considered retiring altogether before he was cast in Scrooge, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. If I can ever get my hands on that on DV- on uh, VHS, mm-hmm. it'll definitely be a Christmas movie that we do. The, the crazy thing is, in all honesty, after watching Caddyshack, mm-hmm. that's Bill Murray and everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's... he's yes, Stripes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, for Stripes sure. Stripes wouldn't have been anything without Bill Murray. Mm-mm. Um, Caddyshack too, yeah. Well, Ron, hang on, I can't, I can't say that. Ronnie Dangerfield, oh, was at the top of his fucking game in that movie. And Ted Knights, I can't really say Caddyshack wouldn't have been anything without Bill Murray, but it wouldn't have been as good. 
But it because like, you got you got Ted Knight, you got Ronnie Dangerfield, you got Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! Yeah, and I think I think Chevy and Bill Murray are the, uh, almost the same person. Yeah. Like it is crazy. You know what a good ass movie is that I almost watched it. I saw it on uh, Prime Video. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Spies Like Us? Yes. Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. <laughs> that movie's fucking amazing. I was like, oh, dude, they have spies like us. Uh, Sigourney Weaver said kids would come up and ask her if she really turned into a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? There's nothing in this trivia about... Uh, um, what's his name? Yeah, that guy. What's his name, Roman? Come on, help me. <laughs> Winston? No. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids guy. Oh. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Oh, my God. There's nothing in the trivia about Rick Moranis. That's really weird. There's a lot of fucking trivia, though. I think... Uh, CNN's host. Larry this King was Larry King. King's film debut. That's pretty cool. Right. So, uh, I think we need to move on, because there's a lot of fucking trivia here. We could go on. We could do a whole fucking... We could do a whole fucking uh, episode just on the trivia. Steve Gutenberg turned down the role of Peter Vakeman to star in Police Academy. Wow. <laughs> I was actually thinking about Police Academy the other day. Really? I was thinking Llama, 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 Llama. 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 I thought you were talking llama, about llama, uh, llama, 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 llama. When, the, when the chief was giving a speech. <laughs> <laughs> He's all, Captain Mauser. Oh, wowza, wowza. Yes. Like, my dad has all... Like, at one point in time, again, my dad, I told, I've said it, you know, a couple of times on the podcast, my dad had big ass boxes of VHS tapes. Yep. And he had all of the police academies. So oh, one man. of them, I think it's Police Academy 3, it's uh, Police Academy Cops, Citizens on Patrol. Uh huh. Oh my gosh. Like, fucking, that, like, those series were tight. Yes. I remember seeing, what's the guy's name? Steve Gutenberg? Steve Gutenberg. So he, uh, he was on. It's either CSI or Criminal Minds, one of the two. Really? And um, I was like, no, you can't do Mahoney like that. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> funny. Mahoney. Because that is him, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He he made the right decision. Oh, yeah. He was the star of that movie. He would have been lost among these guys, I think. Not only that, I think they did, what, five? You know, yeah. Five police academies or yes. four police yeah. academies? Like, and that movie's nothing without him. Right. This movie was released the same day as Gremlins in 1984. Damn, so that's a... Oh, damn. Even though Gremlins, Gremlins is a Christmas, Christmas movie, movie... it was released in June, yeah. Damn, it's crazy. Bill Murray compared the trapping process to trying to get smoke into a Coke bottle with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> um, the crew members gathered a bunch of interesting props that could be used and let Bill Murray pick his favorite. He chose the sniffer and got it in the film. Interesting. Um, Harvey Comics, creator of Casper, sued the producers claiming the ghost in the logo was too close to the Casper character Fatso. The court ruled against them, stating there were only so many ways to draw a ghost. (laughs) He does look like Fatso. For sure. There's no (laughs) doubt about it. Right. And it's funny because in the Casper movie, remember Dan Aykroyd's in it, in the Mm -hmm. live action Casper movie? He comes running out of the house like, who are you going to call? Somebody else. (laughs) Which is funny. That is extremely funny. Um, Okay, we're going to go ahead and and go into the movie now because there's way, way too much trivia. If you guys want more trivia on Ghostbusters, 
Go ahead and check out um, imdb.com, and you can find all the trivia you want. The more you know. <laughs> so now for the first time on this podcast, because we didn't do tail of tape, I get to put my specs on. So since this was a special edition, uh, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, uh, VHS, I did not have any previews on this. It goes right into the movie, which is cool. Damn. Um, but we start out um, a ghost in the library with the old lady. Mm-hmm. You know, the iconic scene where she's walking with her little cart and the, the, the cards are flying. If you guys, okay, I know most of you young kids out there <laughs> don't know about libraries, <laughs> but we used to have this thing called the Dewey Decimal System. Mm-hmm. They would drill this shit. If you were a kid in the 80s or any time prior to the 80s, they would drill this shit into your head like a religion. The Dewey Decimal System. Because that is how you found books in the fucking library. There was that and then the card catalog. Stalker yes, or the that. card catalog. That was the, So they had all these drawers. Isn't that and what that's they what's were, flying out yeah, of the that's thing. What I was like, yeah. But in the card catalog mm-hmm. in the corner... Mm-hmm. Was the number oh, and letters of the that decimal. coincided with the goddamn decimal system? Yes, they did. <laughs> so you would have to open these little tiny drawers, which had these little three by five index cards, and flip mm-hmm. through them. And I never understood. Put the fucking authors in alphabetical order. Yeah. Goddamn. But what if you don't know who the author of the book is? Uh, you need the Dewey Decimal System to be able to find that. You're Fuck like you. Shit. Nobody's ever understood it. I still don't understand it. And I still, I went through the little cards, and I still ended up walking through the fucking shelves going, nope, nope, nope. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so the little index cards are flying all over the place. And it's behind her, so she doesn't really see it. So then um, she comes around the corner... And she sees the bright light, but you don't really see what she sees yet. Mm -hmm. But she's like, ah! And then we get the Ghostbusters logo, or the Ghostbusters. So then um, we go into a door that says Dr. Peter Vakeman, and somebody spray-painted on it, Vakeman burn in hell. (laughs) And this... Could possibly be the funniest scene in the entire movie. Right off the bat. Mm-hmm. He's doing the test to see how psychic the people are. Oh, my gosh. And he's got them hooked up to like an electro shock machine. <laughs> and he's got this geeky looking stoner guy and a hot chick. And he's holding up the cards with the back facing them and asking them what's on the card. And then the guy's like, uh, it's a square. He's like, nope, it's a circle. He socks the shit out of him. And then he holds up the card to the girl, and she's like, is it a square? And he's like, and it's a fucking like, star. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, my God, it is a square. And she's like, yay. And then he keeps doing this, and the guy keeps getting it wrong. The girl's getting it wrong, too. But he's shocking the living shit out of the dude every time. And he keeps telling the girl she got it right. And he's like holding it up, and it's a star. And she's like... Is it an infinity symbol? He's like, can you see these? Are you cheating? He's like, no. He's like, I think you may really be gifted here. So then, so then dude actually gets it right. The, yeah. And he shocks him anyway. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm really getting pissed off here, man. And he's like, 
hey, you agreed to this, and you're getting paid. Are you not? He's like, this isn't worth the five bucks. <laughs> and at one point, he shocks him, and his gum comes flying <laughs> out of his mouth. <laughs> oh, it's classic. So then he's telling the girl, he's like, I'd really like to talk to you more about your special gift. We should go to dinner. Just come back here around 8 o'clock. And that's when um, Ray comes busting in. And uh, he tells him about the library ghost. And he's like, I'm in the middle of something here, Ray. And he's like, no, we got to go now. We got to go now. So you realize at this point that they've been chasing down ghosts and trying to get proof of this kind of shit. Mm -hmm. And Egon meets them at the library already. And they're going in. And you can tell that Peter doesn't really believe the same shit that Egon and Ray believe. Mm -hmm. And that's when he's like, I stopped you from drilling a hole in your own head. And Egon's like, that would have worked if you hadn't stopped me. <laughs> yeah, to kill yourself. Right? So they get in there and they're looking around and they find a big stack of books. And they're like, oh, look, we got books stacked up. And, and Peter's like, yeah, because no human could have done this. And <laughs> that's when Dan Aykroyd does the great line. Shh, listen. You smell that? <laughs> Listen, you smell something? So Which they, is funny because how many times have you been looking for something? Like, I'll be in the car driving, uh, and I'm looking, right? Right. And I'll turn down the music. Yes. <laughs> when you pull in the neighborhood, you're trying to find the address. You turn uh -huh. the music down so you can look. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any kind of goddamn sense. It's like when somebody didn't speak English. You're like, do you understand what I'm... Like, talking louder is somehow going to drill the English into their head and make them understand it more. It's like, no. Yeah, it's hilarious. But I, I think it's it's part of your five senses. Right. It's one of those things. Right. So they come around the corner and they see the ghost of the lady, like, floating there looking at a book. And they're like, look, there it is. And she turns around and she's like, shh. So then um, they decide they're going to try and talk to her. Mm -hmm. And that's when she turns around and she's like, and she like freaks out and they all get ah, they all scream and they come running out of the library no 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 you, you skipped the part oh what I skipped so because Bill Murray says all that usually works because they because they huddle up real quick in the in the hallway oh that's right they huddle up and they're like somebody's got to talk to her and then they both look at Bill Murray so he comes out and he's you know he's trying right. to trying his lines and stuff like that right doesn't work so then they reconvene you know the, back into the you know the little hallway and uh is it Dan Aykroyd? He's like, I got a plan. I got a plan. Yeah. Get her. Get her. <laughs> Rawr. He's like, get her. That was your plan. <laughs> yes. But they go running out of the library. They're like, did you see it? They're like, yeah. So then they're talking about it. And um, Peter's kind of laughing at Ray and Egon because they're like, we got good readings on this. And um, they're thinking... If they can get the ionization or whatever right, they can actually catch ghosts. And then the dean, they find out the dean is kicking them out because they get to their office and all their shit's getting moved out. Mm -hmm. And the dean is kicking them out. Um, so they decide, they're like, what are we going to do? And Peter goes, he wants to go into business. This is the perfect time to go into business yes, for ourselves. He's an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. She's like, how are we going to get the money to do that? So this was funny. In the remake mm -hmm. with the girls when they did this, mm -hmm. they were wheeling all the shit out of the, out of the, because they got kicked out. Because mm -hmm. they said, after they saw the first ghost, they're like, this is great. The university is going to give us way more money now. 
And they go to the dean and they realize they didn't even know they were still in existence and they were still getting money. So he's like, we're going to stop that right away. So they're leaving with all the equipment. And one of them's like, yeah, we should probably hurry because this isn't, this is the university's equipment. She's like, what? It's like, yeah, we're basically stealing it. Run. And they're like running <laughs> down the street with the equipment. It's kind of funny, but it's kind of along the same lines. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, there's like, where are we going to get the money to do that? And then the next scene, they're coming out of the bank. Mm-hmm. And you find out that Ray had put up his house as collateral for a loan that his parents left him. Three times. Yes. There's three times. Right. <laughs> and then it's funny because Egon, Egon does the math, and he says something like... Your first payment or whatever is 96K. Yeah. The, yeah. And it's like... Really, it's all <laughs> for for housing now. Because if you guys don't know, we're in a housing bubble right now, mm-hmm. and that shit gonna pop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I wait for that shit to pop. That and you got to think. <laughs> you got to think. Ninety six k then. But in 1985, yeah, that's holy fuck. So anyway, um, they uh, they go and they they rent out the fire station, and now we meet Sigourney Weaver who comes in. Because they've got Janine there, and she's kind of the receptionist. You know what's crazy? You uh-huh. couldn't you couldn't buy fucking a stick of gum for ninety six. Yeah, and yeah. in New oh, York. Hell no. Oh hell no! You couldn't rent a park bench in Central Park. So the ninety six k. So when I was working at um, for We Buy Cars, mm-hmm. um, I they would send me all over the place. So one of the times I'm in Brooklyn and uh, I meet a guy. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? So oh. I meet a guy and um, I'm buying his car. So oh. buying his car, uh, the guy's like, he was in Crown Heights. And he's okay. like, I bought this house in 89 for 250K. Right? Okay. Damn. And, th- and that was, so Crown Heights was terrible. Okay. So with gentrification coming in, and this is you know about five years ago, so let's say twenty sixteen. Okay. His house was worth two point five. Holy fuck! So it's in his will that his kids can't sell the house. Oh shit! It's gonna be in their house forever. He said, "If I sold my house, you know, if I sold this house right now, so I couldn't buy another house on this block." Hell no. He's like, I'd have to move oh, to, no. He said I'd have to move to like North Carolina or something to get the same yeah, amount. Yeah, move to somewhere safe and good. Mm-hmm. But instead, his kids can be like. Hello, Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that, totally was that was a tight ass intro. That was tight. Yeah, that was tight as fuck. Got two point five million for my daddy's house. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Brooklyn down. Only know my initials for elected officials. I cut my hair. All right. But getting back to Ghostbusters. <laughs> Hello, Brooklyn. <laughs> anyway, so now we meet Sigourney Weaver. She's coming home from her life as a concert performer, musician, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she's home from work and the store. She's got groceries. Mick, Rick Moranis kind of bum rushes her in the hallway, and he's kind of, you can tell he's got a whole total thing for her, but he's all nerdy. He's like, I'm having a party with all my clients, you know, in a few days, come on. <laughs> and she's like, I'll make sure I make it. He's like, okay, I'll tell everybody you're coming. I'm going to order some more ceviche. Ceviche. <laughs> so, uh, 
she goes in her house and she sees a Ghostbusters commercial on the TV, which is the commercial's awesome. Mm-hmm. It was totally very bad, but very good. Yeah, bad. So then uh, she's in the kitchen and her eggs start flying out of the fucking carton. Mm-hmm. I think they were starting to like fry or yeah, something. Yeah, and they were frying on the thing, and so she was dropping eggs. <laughs> I had a friend that used to say that whenever she saw a hot guy. She's like, he had me dropping eggs. <laughs> mm, she's trying to get pregnant. Yeah, it's so funny. So anyway, um, she has a, uh, they show on her counter, she's got Stay Puft Marshmallows mm-hmm. on the counter. It's got the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man on it. And then she hears growling coming from her refrigerator, and she opens the fridge, and there's like a total uh, 80s special effects class going on inside the fridge with portals and pyramids and lightning and <laughs> I think fucking uh, Slayer was in there <laughs> so then um, now we meet Janine who is the receptionist and you can tell she's kind of hot for Egon and she likes him and she is uh, of course Annie Potts from what was it Designing Women so anyway, um, she says that, um, oh, where was I? I totally lost my place here. Um, so she has a hot, oh, he was telling her that she asked him if he had any hobbies and he says, I collect spores, mold, and fungus. Ford. No. Egon. Oh. Yeah. She was asking Egon if he had any, any hobbies. Is that, is that where he was going down on her? No, that's the porn version. No, 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 but he was like... Oh, he was under the desk. Definitely. I think that's later. Bill Murray's like, answer the phone or, or print something. We're paying you. And then he walks away and Egon's like, huh? He, his fucking face looked like a glazed donut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that could have been me with Harold Ramis down there under the desk. <laughs> I'd have given him a run for his life, I'll tell you that much. Oh, Egon. I ain't made out of glass, baby. You could bring Bill Murray, too, and Dan Aykroyd, and that fine-ass Ernie Hudson. He might know being Ramus. <laughs> anyway, so then uh, Sigourney Weaver comes in, Dana, and she's looking for help, and then Peter like comes rushing out there, of course, when he sees her. And he's like, uh, somebody tight in the hallway. And, um... He's going to check out the apartment for her. Mm-hmm. What a good guy. So she says when he gets to the apartment, he's kind of hitting on her. Mm-hmm. That's when she's like, you're more of a, of a game show host than a scientist. He's like, I'm a scientist. So then he, uh, he hits on her and he's like, I'm in love with you. <laughs> and she's like, you need to get out of here. And he kicks, she kicks him out. So then um, they're having dinner. And they're out of cash. The Ghostbusters are having dinner. Mm-hmm. They're eating like Chinese food, I think. And he's like, "We need." He goes because Peter's saying, "I need to take her out to dinner. She's our client, and you know we need to dig in the petty cash." He goes, uh, "Peter, you're currently looking at the last of the petty cash. They used it to buy dinner, so they're out of money." And then they get a call, and that's when she's like, "Ghostbusters, you do, you have the first." <laughs> So she's like, we got one! And then she rings the thing and they come sliding down the pole. So doesn't she say she needs them to be discreet? And Yes, he's like, we need you to be discreet. She's like, oh, we'll be discreet. So then they suit up and they get Ecto-1, fuck yeah! And they come pulling up to the hotel because they're going to be discreet. Mm -hmm. And they come in, 
Anybody seen any ghosts? <laughs> oh, damn. If, if Bill Murray wasn't so likable in this, right. he's a dick. He's such a dick. He's a dick. Oh, man, he's a dick. It's That's what's so funny about it. So they go to the hotel, they're going to bust Slimer. That's when they run into Slimer. Right. And um, they're in the elevator. This part's great, where he's like, uh, <laughs> Peter goes. Click me on. Well, Switch well, me on. Well, first, Peter goes, well, we do have unauthorized nuclear, you know, Plutonium or something. Strapped to our backs. You know? And Ray goes, yeah, switch me on. And they switch him on and they both step back. <laughs> they step to the side like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> You're glowing in the dark. Oh, homie. <laughs> right. I'm just one man. <laughs> it was the episode where they bought a farm. Mm-hmm. And, and he's he like, was, <laughs> Homer, we're it- out of manure again. Marge, I'm just one man. Is that when they were making, uh, what tomaco, is it, tobacco? Yeah. My like... tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, they get out in the hallway and they fucking proton blast a cleaning lady's cart. <laughs> She's like, I don't smell. Poor old black lady almost right. died. And I'm like, sorry, sorry. And then they that's when they find Slimer eating. Mm-hmm. And then. Ray sees him first, and then he flies through the fucking wall, and then Peter runs into him, and that's when he calls him, and he's like, I got him. Because Ray's a horrible shot. Ray mm-hmm. shot him and missed him by like five feet. And he fucked up that whole wall. Yeah, I was he like, did. Damn. Oh, damn. So then uh, Peter sees him, and Ray and he calls Ray, and Ray's like, I saw him, I saw him. And he's like, yeah, he's right in front of me. He goes, yeah, he's pretty ugly, and he goes, I think he can hear you, Ray. <laughs> and that's what he charges at him. Right. So then uh, Peter gets slimed. and um, I'm surprised we didn't see any trivia on what the slime was. Right. I assume it's just right. fucking like gel. Did you notice, though, in the in the toy commercial, he got gooped? Mm-hmm. I think there was probably a TM on slime. They can't say I got slimed. I guarantee you. Really? I bet you that's what it was. Gotcha. So then Egon finds him in the main ballroom of the hotel where and there's you, supposed to be an event happening. You would have thought that would have been... A good, you know, like a double up for Nickelodeon and I don't oh, know. I don't know if Nickelodeon was around that time. I don't think they were doing that back then where they got slimed. But that would have been. You can't do that on television. Sheesh, dude! Uh, Nickelodeon had cool shit. Remember the Floam? Mm-hmm. It was like that Elmer's glue shit. I don't know what it was, but it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So then uh, Egon tells them, "Oh yeah, by the way, don't cross the streams, or we could blow up reality as we know it." He's like, "Okay, good to know." <laughs> So then they're trashing this room. Like, Slimer's oh. flying around. They're fucking turning over tables. And then the guy outside's telling the old lady, Oh, I assure you, Miss Wilson, the, your party will happen on time. And they're running being trashed inside. <laughs> so finally, uh, they manage to catch Slimer. They, they get him in the beams, and they get him into the trap. Mm-hmm. And that's when they come out, and Peter's like, We came! We saw! We kicked its ass! Hell yeah. So then uh, they're going to charge the dude at the hotel like $5,000. 5K. And he's like, that's ridiculous. I won't pay it. And he's like, oh, well, we can just put it right back in there, can't we, Dr. Stance? Oh, yes, we can, Dr. Vagman. And he's like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. And then they give him the, they give him the bill. So now they made money. Mm-hmm. So now the news report, they start the news report montage mm-hmm. of them getting jobs because now the word's out. And they're showing them getting jobs. 
and they're on the uh, the cover of Time Magazine and Omni, and they're getting all kinds of publicity. Uh, Casey Kasem's talking about them on the radio. Larry King, they're on the cover of Globe. And this is where Ray gets a ghost blow job <laughs> from the floating specter. Ghost blow job. That funky blow job. Hey, <laughs> And then uh, now we meet Winston. Mm-hmm. Winston needs a job because they are Ernie Hudson. Because they're burnt to shit. They are. Yeah, they're tired. They need help. Up and down, up and down, up and down. You're, up and down I up just down. want you to know, Seven Hundred Taste Podcast. You're our hero, Ernie Hudson. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, you're our average Joe man on the street. Mm-hmm. So then uh, Peter goes to see Dana. They hire. They hire Winston. Mm-hmm. That's when he's like, "You pay me, I believe in anything." Shit. She she went through the whole list of what it was. Right, specters, spooks. Oh, sorry, Oop. ghosts, <laughs> uh, apparitions. Yo, when they said spooks the first time, I laughed. I was like, "Oh, I'm glad fuck. that wasn't in the interview." <laughs> Fucking spooks. We said, yeah, you believe yeah. in spooks, uh, spooks. Jigaboos. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wetbacks. Oh, shit. <laughs> Covered the gamut there. Do you remember the Wizard of Oz? Mm-hmm. Where they're afraid of ghosts in the haunted forest, and the lion's going, I do believe in spooks. I do believe in spooks. <laughs> I do, I do, I do, I do, I do believe in spooks. You're like, oh, Lord. God damn. All right. <laughs> With no Vaseline. <laughs> so then, um, they, uh, Peter goes to see Dana, and he said he has info on Zool, which is the name she heard when she opened the the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. Zool. So he was the uh, pretty much the silver surfer for Gozer. He's the one that comes before Gozer to announce him to everyone. Um, I hope you guys got that comic book reference. Mm -hmm. Uh, Peter finally gets a date with Dana. And then Ray shows Winston how to load the containment unit, about how to put the little thing in and hit the buttons and let the ghost into the containment unit. Then Walter Peck from the EPA shows up. He's the asshole reporter from Die Hard, if you'll remember, mm-hmm. and now he's the asshole EPA guy. He's worried about the uh, the containment unit and um, the problems it's going to cause with the environment, but he's just really being a prick. So Peter tells him to come back with a kind of tells him off and tells him to come back with a court order. Mm-hmm. So then Egon, this is where Egon's talking about Twinkies and about how the field there's been so many ghosts. There's a big problem because that's there's come a up. big problem coming and it's a giant Twinkie. Just imagine if it's a giant Twinkie and um, the gargoyles on Sigourney Weaver's building come to life mm-hmm. and they're like the dogs, the the. the Gatekeeper and the key master. Key master. <clears throat> so then Mer- Rick Moranis is having a party with all his boring clients. These are like the most boring people you'll ever meet in your life. <laughs> and uh, Dana's mom calls her in the apartment. She's talking to her a little bit. And then um, the kitchen starts glowing. She sees it under the door. And she's like, uh, Mom, I gotta go. Gotta call you back. I'm gonna have to call you back. So then... Um, Hands come out of the chair and start Yo. grabbing her, and she gets felt the fuck up. Yo, there was that the the third one almost right, right grabbed her right in the pussy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was Donald Trump's hand. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> he grabbed oh me by shit! The pussy. So then the hands come out of the chair and they're grabbing her, and she's like, oh, don't stop, good lord, don't stop. 
And she gets pulled into the kitchen in the chair. And now Rick Moranis is entertaining his boring clients. And there's a demon in his closet. One of the demon dogs is in the closet. And he just throws a coat oh, no, on no. top of it. Oh, no, no. It was, in, it was like in, in his room or whatever. Yeah, he opens the closet or whatever it's there. And he just throws the coat on top of it. He doesn't mm-hmm. even look. Because it was sitting at his desk. Right. So then it disrupts the party. And he's like, ah, and everybody's running. It ba- so so this is when I said it was it, the CGI was flat. Yes. Because it, it busts through. And then like when it lands, it's like. Yeah. We <laughs> talked about the amazing CGI here. But it's so 80s. Mm-hmm. And I love it so much. And it, to be honest, it wasn't bad. It, no, like but you, it's so nostalgic. You too. understand what's happening, and it's not like cheesy. Right. That was so great he's running thing. from it when it busts through that door. Oh my god, it was like totally placed on the film, like mm-hmm. you know. Then it busts so, through the fucking the the actual front door. Then so he runs to that restaurant. He's like, oh, I mean, everybody's ignoring him, and the thing fucking gets him right there, mm-hmm. and nobody even notices. So now he's possessed. And um, so now Peter shows up at Dana's apartment. And there's fucking debris everywhere, and he walks right past the fucking smashed down door mm-hmm. from Rick Moranis's apartment. And now Dana's possessed also, and she's wait, on wait, the she, bed. Wait, she oh, opens. Right. She opens the door, and I'm like, Grrr. right, like that, like whatever. Like I, I, I believe like the sexiest thing a woman can wear is confidence. Right. So she is very confident <laughs> and. Asking, are you the key master? All right, I gotta ask you this. All right, let's get per. Can we get yeah. personal? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, you sure? You sure you weren't gonna say let's get pervy? But it's cool. Personal, it's for me. Because <laughs> we talked a lot. If you listen to this podcast at length, mm-hmm. you know our past with possession and mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Am I fucking? Is that what you're gonna ask? Um, that's kind of where I'm going. Yes or no? Am I, is, that, is that what we asked? Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm. Going. I'm fucking. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad to hear you say mm-hmm. that. Possess all this. Because I've, uh, I've, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've, been, I've done it. All right. I've been there. All right. Eek. <laughs> look. If you look, no is no. You right. invited me. Right. You know. That's a story I'll probably never share. Gotcha. But on, on the mics. But. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh. There's been a little. Uh, do you want this body? <laughs> I'm gonna have to set myself aside for a minute. Okay. Mm. Oh God. All mm. right. But now you got to go. Now mm. you got to go. Mm. All right. Anyway. Okay. Hi. Right, moving on. <laughs> Maybe Halloween time. We'll All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. More. So um, that's yeah. She answers the door. She's hot as shit. Mm-hmm. And then she gets him over, and she's writhing around on the bed. That's when she's like, she's like, "Are you the key master?" And he's like, ah, no. And it's like, oh, they can fucking get lost. And he's like, oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. I, I know the key man. He sent me over here, the key master. He's like, oh. So the entire apartment is covered in ectoplasm. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you should clean up. Right. He's got some great lines here. And then she's like, the exorcist shit's happening. She's floating. And she's like. Do you want this body? And he's like, is that a trick question? <laughs> so then um, Lewis, Rick Moranis, is looking for the gatekeeper. And he's running around. That's when he's talking to the horse. He's like, all prisoners will be released. And then, um, the so now, he's it's so funny because even possessed, he's a fucking dork. He, like, trips over that lady's groceries. Like, ah, hellfire way down. You're all going to die. Well, he says, he says, hey. 
you know, the the, the cabbie's like, hey, yeah. I'm the one driving this. You know, he listens to me or Dude, whatever. his eyes turn red. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's when he, you know, runs off. So then the cops show up at the fire station. Mm -hmm. And Janine, this is so funny, because Janine opens the door and looks at the cop and she goes, dropping off or picking up? (laughs) And they're like, dropping off. And they got Rick Moranis. Mm -hmm. And he's like, we figured you guys were into this shit. You should check it out. (laughs) So then he's telling, they take him in and he's telling Egon, I'm Vince Gorto. And he's telling Egon about Gozer and the coming of Gozer and this and that. And then Peter calls Egon and he put Dana to sleep with a bunch of fucking, uh, what was it? Uh, that shit to put you to sleep. I don't it's know. not melatonin. No, he fucking injected her with right, something because right, he's right. a doctor. Mm-hmm. So he put her to sleep. He dosed her. He said like a horse dosage. So then Ray and Winston are out working. They're out at doing the night shift. And Winston's telling Ray that he thinks it's Judgment Day. Like, Judgment Day's coming. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the end of the world. <clears throat> so then the EPA dickhole guy shows back with a court order. And he cop. wants to... Court yeah, order, yeah, cop. And, cop. and he wants to shut down and, the power to the and containment the power unit. Guy. Yeah. He wants to shut down the power to the containment unit. And Egon's like, you really don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to fuck everything up. And the idiot shuts off the containment field and everything starts escaping. Wait, the the... The first thing, um, they, they kind of foreshadow this happening. Right. With with Rick Moranis talking to the horse. Right. You know, we're clearly he's the gatekeeper. Yep. So is... All prisoners will be released. Right. He's, yeah. You know, they, they foreshadow right. it a little bit, but it's not highlighted. Yes. But if you, again, if you're following, you follow it. Right. But then the, the power guy says... This is something I've never seen before. I don't know what I'm, I'm doing. I'm not comfortable doing this. Yeah. So fucking dickhole runs over there and does it himself. I'm like, you're Because he's just tripping. on a fucking power, power trip. trip. So then everything escapes, and there's a big old fucking thing pouring out of the top of the fire station. And now that dickhole wants them all arrested, and they all get arrested, and all the ghosts are coming out. And there's a real sense of foreboding here. They did it really, really well. Mm-hmm. That you're like, oh, fuck, something's not right here. Like... This isn't lighthearted, funny shit anymore. Like, something serious is happening, you know. So, uh, Dana's awake now, and the key master meets the gatekeeper. So, Rick Moranis finally makes it back around to Dana. Mm-hmm. And they kind of hold hands and walk off. Mm-hmm. So, Dana's building was specially made to open the portal, they find out. Because they're doing a bunch of research. I said it's a, a big conduit. And they're doing this in jail. Mm-hmm. And all the all the inmates are like standing around, like watching. <laughs> so they're like, I love that they talk about Tobin's spirit guide because that's like Egon's main point of reference. Mm-hmm. He talks about that constantly in the cartoon. Gosh, which is really cool. All the prisoners are listening too, which is really funny. And uh, <clears throat> was that Carl Winslow that came to release them? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I think it was. <laughs> I think it was the dude that played Carl Winslow and the guy from Die Hard mm-hmm. that was the cop that came and let them out. But it was a half a second. Mm-hmm. I'm, but I'm almost convinced it was him. Uh, I don't know if he'd be in the credits or not. Right. I was thinking, like, would he be? You know, the. What's maybe? his name? Um, I couldn't even tell you. Oh, man. We would know it if we saw it, though. I mean, it was just such a quick. Such a quick thing, but I would think if it was him, they would have put him in it. But I don't, I don't see. Even the library ghost is in here. I was, I was gonna say, keep going up. Maybe it says 
Because, well, this is alphabetical. Prisoners, now. go up, wait, go up, go up, go up, go up, go up. I saw prisoners. Prisoner, uncredited. Mm -hmm. Oh. Good old Larry Blizzarian. Hmm. Um, oh, there was a guy in the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man suit. That's pretty cool. Guy at the hot dog stand, library preacher in, t-shirt vendor, uh, gozer. That's pretty cool. Um, Prisoner uncredited. Yeah, I'm going to keep going. You keep looking and see. Nope, that's it. That's Oh, man. Dude, I'm almost certain that that was fucking Carl Winslow. But I guess it would have been uncredited. So, anyway. All right, moving on. So, um... The mayor has gotten them out of jail. Mm -hmm. Now they're in the mayor's office, and that fucking EPA dickhole is there. And the cardinal from the Catholic Church shows up. But, of course, he's no help at all. And then it is that, they tell him, a disaster of biblical proportions is coming. Mm -hmm. You know, that's when uh, Peter's like, dogs and cats living together. Pandemonium. <laughs> <coughs> so funny. So then... Um, the dickhole EPA guy mouths off too much and gets escorted out because they're now ready to listen to the Ghostbusters because they're the only hope. So I think this this is my thought. Um, I think that they really missed a big a big moment because again the foreshadowing of Rick Moranis. Right. You know, I think that they could have easily used the the EPA guy as you know part of that whole. I'm making sure this is coming into fruition. By oh, doing everything, I see what you're saying. you know, like he's part of their. Yeah, that's almost too much. That's almost too involved. Now, for such a yeah, would, it you, would have been something. You know, like then that. is is too much. But now like you the almost EPA expect it. knows about it and they want it to happen. Right? Or, yeah. So um, now the Ghostbusters get a police escort to Dana's building where everything's happening on top, and there's a crowd there and everybody's cheering, "Yeah, Ghostbusters!" So then suddenly darkness falls. And the ground caves in and swallows the Ghostbusters up. And they fucking dig themselves out. Like, we're okay. And everybody's like, yeah. So my thought is, you know, I laughed because the car goes. Yeah. And it moves and right. then it stops. So I was like, yeah, this is definitely Hollywood magic. Right. <laughs> so then it's funny because um, the elevator's out. So they have to take the stairs all the way to the roof. And it's supposed to be like this 50-story building. Mm -hmm. And it takes them forever, and they're all out of breath. I'm like, oh, my God. What level are we on? They're right. like 22. Tw yeah, yeah. So then uh, Danis and Lewis, or Dana and Lewis are at the top of the building already. And they this is when they've already fucked, and they turn into the creatures. Right, because they, they both lean up. Yeah. And you can see that they made Rick sure Moran that... got some. You can see that his, his, his buckle is un yep, you know, yep. unfastened. So they turn into the creatures on the pedestals, and now the doorway is open and Gozer's here. <clears throat> so now the Ghostbusters get to the top of the building, and they see the pedestal and the portal and everything, and Gozer comes out, and it's a girl. And um, I think it was uh, Peter that was like, she's a girl. And Egon's like, it's Gozer. It's ever, it's whatever he wants to be, mm -hmm. you know. So then um, Peter's like, go so wait, get her, Ray. Here we go. There goes her. Oh, God. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. He's like, go get her, Ray. And then Ray comes up, and that's when he's like, as a duly deputized official of the city... Like, what is it, county and state of New York? You were hereby requested to go back to where you came from or the nearest parallel dimension. Where the fuck you came from? Right. And she goes, 
are you a god? And he's like, no. Then die. And she like <laughs> Throws goes him. totally Sith lightning fingers <laughs> on him. And uh, they get blown back and almost fall off the building and save themselves. And that's when Winston's like, Ray, someone asked you if you were God. You say yes. <laughs> In that moment, I would have said no too. <laughs> right. But mm. knowing the you know the ramifications of not yes. Right. So they're they blast they they try to light up Gozer with their power packs, and she jumps away, and they follow it and they blast her and she disappears. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Whoa, she totally dissipated!" So then a huge chunk of statue falls and almost hits them, and they're like, you know, hanging off the building and they barely make it out again. And then they realize that because Gozer announces herself again, mm-hmm. I am still that. But then they realize. She's in their heads, mm-hmm. and she's like, choose the form of your destroyer. And they're like, clear your mind. Don't think about anything. Is anything you think of is going to be what comes to destroy us. So they're all trying to clear their minds, and all of a sudden, they start hearing this. No, no, she says, uh, destroyer, you know, accepted or something. Oh, like yeah, that. the destroyer is here or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's when they hear the walking. Not me, not me, not me. And then they're like. <laughs> and Ray's like. It was me. Oh. I tried. I tried really hard, but I tried to think of the most peaceful thing for my childhood, like something that would never hurt us in any kind of way, and it's a staple of Marshmallow Man. But he's 50 feet tall. <laughs> 100 feet. And he comes, <laughs> <laughs> so then um, they're like, what are we going to do? And Egon goes, I'm terrified beyond the ability of rational thought. <laughs> they don't know what to do. So then they decide to cross the beams. And like, wait, you said crossing the beams was bad. And then they throw him some Doctor Who-ish scientific mumbo-jumbo here to, to explain why they can cross the beams here mm-hmm. and why it's going to work. So they decide to do it. And they cross the beams, and they re- which reverses the doorway, blows up the Marshmallow Man, blows up the doorway, and everything gets sucked back into it. And now Marshmallow is like raining down on everybody in these huge chunks. I'll make it rain. I'll make it rain. And they I'll show the right. Oh, I'll make it rain. I'll right. Make it rain. <laughs> and they show the dickhead EPA guy, and he's covered in marshmallow. <laughs> and the Ghostbusters are too. So then they show the dog things or statues again, mm-hmm. and uh, they start to bust apart. And Dana and Lewis are inside because so he they says, can "Pull them out." Well, uh, I think Rick is like, "Oh man, you know, I'm sorry." <laughs> Because he's like, it smells like burnt hair. Because oh, we're, yeah. we're walking by him. And yeah. He's like, well, I'm sorry that, you know, everybody's like, yeah, sorry, sorry. Right. Because they didn't want to say what they thought happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, of course, that's when her hand busts out. Yeah. And then they help him out. And then Ray, you know, they're like the heroes. So then they go down to the street level. And they're heroes. Everybody's on the street <laughs> cheering for them. And Dana and Peter finally get their kiss. Mm-hmm. And Which then, is a... It, it was the most awkwardest kiss I've right? ever seen. Right? It so totally was. It was It was, It was. was more awkward than Sigourney Weaver swooping up... Uh, Rick Moranis, <laughs> right? like... Because he's little, so she's like... Mwah. Right. That's funny. It was it was definitely like an awkward ass kiss. I like the end of this though because oh, yeah. they're like partying in the streets and everybody's like, "Yeah, Ghostbusters!" They're He's all like, "I like your shirt. Like, That's a yeah, nice shirt." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, 
they start rolling credits while they're all walking down the street and everybody's congratulating them and they're playing. Doo -doo 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 -doo. So we got credits rolling. <laughs> so that was the heroic ending, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and that's the movie. Mm -hmm. So scale of one to ten, what did you think of Ghostbusters? Gave it an eight. I gave it an eight. Nice. I was watching it and I was like, this movie's definitely an Hell eight. Hell yeah. This movie is definitely an eight. I give this movie a 9.5. Damn. Damn near perfect. Damn. Damn near perfect. And that's coming from remembering how I felt. Because mm -hmm. I didn't get to see this in the theater. Gotcha. Um, I saw it when it came on TV like a year later. Mm -hmm. But I remember how I felt the first time I watched this movie and how I felt at the end of the movie. You're I like, was yeah. so fucking excited. I felt like I was in the street with everybody. Mm -hmm. I felt so fucking exhilarated. And like, yeah, that was awesome. You and fucking did it. Yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters is almost the perfect movie. Almost. I don't know what they could add other than maybe Eddie Murphy. Mm -hmm. But I love Ernie Hudson, so right. I would want that. Right. I don't know what else they could have done to make it a 10, but I got to give it a 9.5. I'm trying to think. What, 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 what could they have done differently for me to change it from an 8? Because hmm. hmm. there's not many plot holes. No. I don't think there, I, there's not anything glaring that I can even say. And it's so funny, and it's so lighthearted, yet serious at the same time. Like, when everything started getting out, like, when they were showing the scenes, like, the ghost coming out of the subway, and uh, the... I love the guy that gets in the cab, and the cab driver's like a ghost. So cool. Mm -hmm. So freaking cool. <laughs> and I can't remember if it was... Was it this one or the second one where, like, the Titanic just docked? Oh, no, that, was, that has to be the second one. Cause that, and all the ghosts were walking off the Titan. That might have been another movie complete. I don't know, but... Ghost yeah. ship? No, it was ghost <laughs> ship. Uh, Gabriel Burns here? No, but it is definitely... A, it's an eight. I can't... <laughs> yeah. The, there's no BBG meter here. Not really. It was more of a lighthearted movie. Like they said, they were really surprised the kids liked it. Mm -hmm. But, dude, as a kid, oh, my God, it didn't get any better than this. This was a great... Oh, my God. And then Gremlins, too, on top of this fucking awesome right hell yeah hell yeah i fucking love ghostbusters i've never met anybody in my life that's been like i don't like ghostbusters right like fuck ghostbusters right know? yeah because everybody's everybody knows who you're gonna call you get your ass whip talking like that who you gonna call right ghostbusters like right everyone knows that yep everybody knows <laughs> all right what everybody does know is what we're showing next time. So let's go ahead and check that trailer out right now. What hit us? Small asteroid fragments. This morning. Yeah. How big were those? Those were nothing. The size of basketballs and Volkswagens. This new one you're tracking, how big? It's the size of Texas, Mr. President. It's what we call a global killer. The end of mankind. Half the world will be incinerated by the heat blast. And the rest will freeze to death in nuclear winter. Basically the worst parts of the Bible. Hitting a rock from the outside won't do the job. So we nuke this thing from the inside? How? Oh. We drill. We're bringing the world's best deep core driller. 
The United States government has just asked us to save the world. We're talking about space, right? Outer space? This is like deep blue hero stuff. I'm there. I'm with you. Beat me up, Scotty. I want all of you listening to know that everything that can be done to wage this terrible battle is being called into service. May we all see these events through with the courage worthy of this challenge. All right, flight directors, I want the go-no-go for launch. Booster. Go flight. GNC. Go flight. Hey, Harry, you know we're sitting on four million pounds of fuel, one nuclear weapon, and a thing that has 200,000 moving parts built by the lowest bidder. Makes you feel good, doesn't it? gentlemen you're warriors up there you're already heroes just sit back and enjoy the ride the dreams of an entire planet are focused on the 14 brave souls traveling into the heavens astronauts welcome to space it's about time i haven't thrown up in about an hour let's start praying about right now listen this is a kick-ass ride touchstone pictures presents bruce willis Billy Bob Thornton, Liv Tyler, Ben Affleck, Will Patton, and Steve Buscemi. Just hold on! Armageddon. Did they say Armageddon? Right. I was. I, I promise you. I it was Armageddon. I thought it was definitely going to say Armageddon. Like that was. Liv Tyler's like. It's my father up there. I'm wearing a red Broadway pick. <laughs> this is my fucking pick. Yes, it is. It's our Father's Day it's movie. Our Father's Day movie. Cause that's my father up there. Badass. I want you guys to hear this. This is a uh, remix. By a guy named Neil Kersirega. Kersirega? On YouTube. Check him out. He does a lot of mashups and remixes, and it's amazing. So check this out as we leave you today. We will catch you guys again on Father's Day, all you mothers. And uh, until next time, we will catch you motherfuckers on the flip side.